sports fans, and thank you for listening to State of My Sports, where we talk about State of Michigan sports and State of Michigan beer. If you aren't following us on social media yet, please do so by searching State of MI Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast along with our YouTube channel so you do not miss an episode. For even more content, check out our website, stateofmisports.com. Before we get into the episode, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports. Sicilianos Market helps us pick out the best Michigan beers for each and every episode. Also, Caleb from Mac Web Design helped us get our website created. So check out all of our sponsors and let them know that we sent you. Alright, thanks for checking out episode 94. Today we're going to touch on the Blake Griffin saga with the Detroit Pistons. We're going to dive into the Detroit Tigers and spring training is, is right around the corner. So that's pretty exciting. It wouldn't look like it outside. I mean, <laughs> what do we have, like a couple feet of snow now? It was four degrees. You're talking in Texas or in Michigan? <laughs> yeah, both. <laughs> no, really. okay. It was four when I was driving over here. It's the end of the world over there. Um, rough. But then we're going to talk a little bit about the, the tossing of the trophy and the, and the disrespect of Tom Brady. I mean, I cannot believe he would ever do that. The terrible um, disrespect. To, yeah. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to talk about who owes us an apology, or who we think does, owes us an apology in sports, basically. So it'll be uh, interesting. Hopefully you guys jump in and, and throw, throw yours on as well um, on the Facebook. Uh, we're also going to crown a betting hero champion because we forgot to do that last week. Um, but then we're going to have some fun with some Vegas odds and, and talk a little bit about that with our betting hero segment. And then, of course, we're going to grade some Sicilianos Michigan beers. I am Sam Waltart. With me today we got Micah Smith, Ryan Waltart, and Kyle Fossey over there. We're ready to drink beer. Yes. We're ready to talk some Michigan sports. Yes. We're ready to, to try to have a good time doing it, right? It's going to be a good time. I'm excited for this episode. We'll have a good time. Are yeah. you guys excited for this episode? Yep. Yeah. I think I am. What I've just been on my phone the whole time. What are you most excited for about this episode, Micah? Uh... The disrespect. <laughs> I want to. I want to hear you this clip hear later. Oh, I do. I can't wait. Yeah, we got oh, some baseball. We got some audio. I'm really excited for the baseball. I'm. I was researching today, and I was like, or last night, and in a little bit into it. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm just so excited for, for for spring training, and then baseball in general. It just it means so much. Yeah, like it's the turn of the season. It's the it. It's it all really is one of the best times of the year. It is because it yeah. gives it gives you hope. Like if it feels like this is the dead of winter, which we kind of yeah. are, I guess, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I don't know. You just you, you just get it so get excited hope, yeah. to listen to a game you or watch watch a spring training game. You just get that tingle. Well, All ba- that good baseball stuff. leads into summer, and then when summer comes to a close, you know football's rolling around. It's just kind it's, of it's the circle of life. Heck, man, the, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, Football means bring, winter's coming. I mean, we can do draft. In the middle of winter. You want to do a mock draft real quick before uh, we get into the episode? Let's let's do it, right? Uh, <laughs> I think we should do a mock There we go. <laughs> Wait, are we not doing a mock draft? Not why, today. Why would we not do a mock draft? I am draft? delaying it because I know Kyle's going to be gone in a couple weeks, and that's when we'll get all oh, that out true. of our systems yeah. here. So. Kyle, you're actually, is it next week? When do you leave? Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to Disney World. Is that place any cool? Or is it, do people oh. like that place? People love that place. Yeah. Uh, people like me love that place. Um, yeah, we try to go about once a year. It's kind of a nostalgic thing. My parents uh, had their honeymoon there when it opened. Oh. It was like Whoa. when it opened is when they got married and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, so they like uh, taking kind of the whole family, although it's getting pretty big. It's a lot of people now. Yeah, well, what's the capacity? Like, what can they do? 
They're at like 35%. Which is awesome, I'm sure. It's way better for being there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You don't wait for rides as much. Do they, do they increase prices because of it? Like No, but they're not offering any like discounts. No help, no nothing, because they don't want crowds to increase okay they 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 want to they want to keep it where it is obviously right now with everything yeah. going on so um well and they need to make their money too right <laughs> they they put their quarterly report out um was it last last friday i think the parks side of disney in quarter four lost one billion holy smokes I'd be curious of what the percentage is of Whoa. disney like how much percent is their disney park compared to like their whole oh, good obviously question. like Everything I, like it's probably pretty small, right? I, they have so many like different though. ventures. It, if that's right, they word. do. They have all kinds of different. I, the thing carrying that um, company right now is Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean they have like ninety-five million subscribers to that. And holy smokes! Um, well, just of them, just most, for the Mandalorian. That's most of them are yeah. most of them are free though, aren't they? Because they're Var- Verizon. <laughs> they're still, the that's games, true. like everybody didn't have I mean, the Verizon's about to go year. under then. <laughs> exactly. Don't yeah. Um, Actually, yeah. Verizon takes so much of my money; they're never going. <laughs> no, no. It's so work. expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's right. so expensive. Definitely doesn't work that. They do not care about about that. So, um, but anyway, it's Mikey, you were on actual vacation. So I was. Yeah, I uh, about no, I was on work vacation. <laughs> work you vacation. Know. Yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> me and Ryan like to talk about bills yeah. for a Let's while. Let's get into longer. mortgage. Yeah. Like. <laughs> what rate are you at? Fifteen years? Just refinance. Oh, for you. That's solid. Yeah, like fifteen year? Fifteen. Yeah, good for you. Thank you. Man. Sam, you're at fifteen year. I am at fifteen year, but I'm not at that low. I'm at three percent, which still, we did. Still it was, wild. It was a year ago Unreal, in October, yeah. and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not happy that. Uh, Ryan did better than me in this one. Right? Maybe refinance again. We th- we actually explored it. Yeah. Um, but. They say half percent. Half right? percent, can, which I yeah. don't know if we can get a full half percent or not. I mean, I'm sure. I guess we probably could. Sounds like you could. Yeah. His credit's rough. He's got that <laughs> bankruptcy. Oh yeah. yeah. That business My that he just invested in. Yeah. <laughs> he tried LLC. to start a. He tried <laughs> to start a media. <laughs> Why would you start an LLC right now? <laughs> yeah. What did What did I? <laughs> he tried to start a a podcast <laughs> company <laughs> with belly up. <laughs> Hasn't gone belly up yet. Sorry, is going <laughs> right. Lost, <laughs> lost tens of dollars. It was, it was really bad. Put so tens much into it. So much into it's it. So funny. Like, I bought a, a box for our for to take pictures of the cans, and I was like, "Is it worth spending thirty dollars?" Like, I'm just like, "Man, I don't know." So I, can, I, I, I spent thirty dollars. Worrying about that. Get really worried about that kind of stuff. I don't know why, but that, uh, that stuff stresses me out. But yeah. Um, I, Sorry, before, we're talking about Micah being on Yeah, the I think we were. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Micah, how was your trip to Florida? It was excellent. It yeah. was warm. It was the complete opposite of here. So I don't have a whole lot to complain about. Wait, was this a last minute thing? Because uh, I saw yeah. you were there, and I'd sent you a message. I was waiting, but I didn't. Uh, or I sent you like a, something on Instagram or something. But then I said to Sam, like, were they planning on going? You didn't even say anything about uh, it. I, I was kind of last minute. I was trying to do this earlier in the year, and it just didn't work out. Um, and I, I just had enough time <laughs> to make it happen. So yeah, made yeah. it happen last minute, uh, booked a resort and away we went. So beautiful. Kids had beautiful. fun. It was warm weather. Now you were telling me a little bit about, uh, an incident that you guys had. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, your son Easton is not alone in the, uh, stung by a jellyfish yeah. club anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He got stung nope. when we were there this, whenever it was, I remember when. Yeah. June? No. Wouldn't be in June. September. September, October. Yeah, it was October. October. Yeah, Yeah, so what happened? Yeah, so get there to the beach, you know, our second day there. 
and we're we're sitting out and you know one of the locals walks by he says hey you know you got to watch out for these these little blue balloons and i was like oh those are jellyfish you know i said okay so the kids get in the water five minutes goes by sloan is screaming oh boy screaming oh, yeah. bloody murder and like ah she probably stepped on a shell nope there's a little man of war uh tentacle around her toes Oof. Ooh. whoa like still there yeah oh geez yep so lifeguard runs out he's got the spray in his hand and he asked me to get it off as as he's trying to scrape it off with the credit card he goes you get it off i said <laughs> what uh, with my fingers he goes yeah pull it off with your fingers <laughs> get I'm it like, off with your fingers okay with your teeth <laughs> <laughs> yeah. get down and dirty in there yeah so, you know, <laughs> ripped it off with my fingers, and I'm thinking I'm going to have some bad reaction, but right. it, it was more about my kid. Oh, yeah, you did, that's me. why you did it. That's yeah, yeah. why I did yeah. it. So, yeah, Sloan yeah. is in the uh, Sung by Jellyfish Club. That, that's a really rough club to be in, I'm not going to lie. Wait, your son got sung by one, too? Yeah, he did. I think, allegedly. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see? <laughs> I mean, like, we, I guess we, we won't see. Tape? Like, <laughs> yeah, the evidence is still to be reviewed. We didn't have the ev- we didn't have the evidence like Micah's daughter had, like with it still wrapped. He just screamed. Right. Um, yeah, he, he never does that. He right? screamed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I, I love love my son. He gets a little extreme about stuff, and he he'll he'll scream over about just about nothing. And I got one like that. And then I mean, I, I again, I love my wife, but she jumps to conclusions very quickly, and sure. I, I think that may it might have happened. I don't know. Yeah. Well, no. That escalated quickly. It did. It <laughs> Jellyfish. Did. I'm not saying either of them are liars. I'm just saying it. No, no, no. Of course not. People can can think something right. is true. So you're saying you don't think Andrea is a liar? I do not think Andrea is a liar. I think Andrea is one of the most truthful people you'll ever meet. Oh, okay. So you don't want to repeat what you said off air? <laughs> no, no. That was just between us. He's digging us. himself out of a <laughs> hole. Wow. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Well, uh, I don't even know where to go from there. Are we talking about Blake Griffin or no? <laughs> yeah, Did we talk about that yet? Yeah, well, so Ryan, can you tell us a little bit about what's going on with Blake Griffin? Yeah, sure. So Blake Griffin, um, basically Griffin and the Pistons have struck an agreement that makes it so he does not have to play until his future is figured out with the team. Uh, what that basically means is they're going to trade him or they're going to buy out his contract and he doesn't want to play until he moves on to a different team. They don't want to risk injury. They don't want to risk... Uh, basically, at this point, him playing is going to hurt his stock yeah. for himself to get to a contending team or f- even for the Pistons, you know, because they're trying to get to ship him off. I found it very weird that it was like he didn't want to play for his own health sake. Like, I, I feel like he's been a very good professional in Detroit and for the most part has... That's debatable. I don't know. I think he, he's gone through some, some problems, obviously, but... I mean, for him to be like, I mean, what what does he expect? Who who's gonna want this guy? Is my question. Who like what kind of contender is gonna be like? Yeah, we'll take a Blake Griffin that can get three inches off the floor. Well, he, here's the thing: a team like the Celtics would actually probably improve with him because he would go to that team and he would be the fourth, fifth, or sixth op- option. He's not gonna be the ball hog with the ball in his hands. If he tries, then he's gonna get it an earful from his coach, from Jason Tatum, from Jalen Brown. So there would be a pecking order already. And right now he's the big man on campus. He's he's the guy on the Pistons. Okay. Even though it's really not him, it's Jeremy Grant or, or Josh Jackson or anybody else, anybody else really. Uh, it, it's still he is the guy. Everybody, he's got his place on that team. When he moves to a new team, he has to reestablish that himself, which means that he has to live up to all of his teammates around him. He's not going to be the ball hog. Uh, not to say that he would be a good player, but you know, 
he would fill a, a a role for this for a team like the Celtics that could probably add some value. What okay. that value is, maybe a second round pick, or maybe they just wait for the Pistons to buy him out because they don't think there's a market for him. Yeah, and, and I'm What's curious buyout? how uh, oh, the buyouts. It's, it's pretty heavy, isn't what, it? Thirty six. The oh, yeah. Oh, what are we saying? Seventy five. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's a, is it next year or is it one more year after that even? Is it one? He's, or, yeah, is he's it, got a player option. Yeah, keep, it's yeah. a player option <laughs> next year. That's crazy. I'm, yeah, he's got I just, think he, he has two player got, options. <laughs> that's a lot of money. Yeah. John, John's over there. He knows everything about the contract and he's the only one without a microphone. Yeah, I should have got that one. I didn't even think you about it. Take mine. I'll he's shaking his head. He's shaking his head. I'm like guessing I'm like 34, 35. He's like no, no, no. Anyways, it is He's a lot like, of money, like, and, and I, th- going I think that's the, that's going to be the problem. Is is obviously you'd rather see a trade. You're not going to get a lot of value for them, basically because they're going to have to eat a contract. Unless you can find a way to hold on to the contract and just, I, I don't know how how, how NBA trades work, but. I know for a fact that like it has to work financially. So if he's let's say thirty six million, thirty five million, whatever it is, they have to trade back that same amount of money in return. Like you can't just dump off a contract without taking on a contract. The ti- I mean the not the Tigers. We'll get into the Tigers. I'm very excited to talk Tigers. Oh um, but I mean the the Pistons, they they don't really. I don't even know where I was going. It, that's just a, an impossible <laughs> contract to move because you you're gonna have to balance that out with something. <laughs> so, <he's> going. <laughs> so some other team is going to have to have a player just as bad with just as bad a contract as Griffin to make this work, yeah. or maybe two or three of them. So when the Pistons, if, if they were to buy out his contract, it would essentially be the, exactly the same thing that they'd be getting in return for this uh, and maybe a second-round pick. That yeah. That's the, uh, the biggest upside that we could try to you know, come out with this. Yeah, I mean, th- in my in my opinion, and I think I, I basically learned this from you is like the best thing about this is the fact that he's not going to be playing anymore. Other than the fact that I yeah. mean, it'd be still kind of nice to lose more games. We'll get into that maybe in a couple weeks. But yeah, we need to be top five. Um, but I mean, he's or, or not going to be he, in losses. Yeah, they yeah. can do that. <laughs> Him not playing makes know. this team head and shoulders better. Not only for this year, but develop development as well. So it's Sadiq. Yeah. Is it Sadiq Bay that's going to get the the playing time? Sadiq for- Sadiq Bay usually starts when Blake Griffin's not starting. Yes, and he has been tearing it up lately. He, he's a really good young player. He's he was NBA ready in college, and he's proving it right now. He's got an NBA body. But the other guy is Sekou Dumbuya. Sekou, yeah. And he will have to get minutes without Blake Griffin out there. And I don't know what the deal is with him and Casey, uh, but there's some something Something's going on. Going I think on. there's there's like. He's putting his foot down, probably making him, you know, go through the whole learning curve, or making him want it more, or, or yeah. work harder. Or something is going on. Um, without Blake Griffin there, he's going to have to fill those minutes. Yeah, I, I'm just, I, I think we'll get into it as, as time goes on. I don't think we know enough to really have like a perspective of where he's going to go or when yet. When it happens, I think we'll definitely make make time to talk about it a little bit more. But I mean, for the most part, it, it's it's just about you know him. It's a good thing that they're splitting up. In my opinion, didn't Sadiq have like thirty-four points the other night? I think it was or, like I thought it was thirty, but or, I could. I, I, I think, think it was thirty-two. But <laughs> but he went seven. He went seven for seven. <laughs> seven, seven for seven, seven for three, three points. Point. That's yeah. insane. I'm gonna look it up. Seven yeah, for seven. Yeah, let's wow. have that. I think he was like one. nine of ten or ten or eleven or something. From yeah, the field. He, it's crazy. But it was like he had. I, I thought it was thirty minutes in like twenty or thir- sorry thirty points in like twenty-seven minutes or something along those lines. But I could That's be wrong. Awesome. 
It is time to introduce our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner, Sicily Arnold's Market. They are simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether they know what you want or need some help from their expert staff, Sicily Arnold's Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they are individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. They obviously have a great selection of craft beer. They also have specialty wines, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. Siciliano's Market also has the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the State of My Sports family, and it is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. So for the record, he had 30 points in 27 minutes. Just... Micah just looked it up. So. so Michael was right. So we were all <laughs> right. <laughs> What's wrong? Also, I got to say, Sam, you have really improved your reading skills. Lately. Thanks, man. Yeah. I get it right every time now. It's amazing. That was really something. <laughs> Actually, I In don't. fact, I never <laughs> thought was, it would happen. It took me like three hours just to get that terrible read done. So Cut. He kept it like cut at himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryan and I did well to get the DraftKings read yeah. going. We did that one, and man, how many times? Like, Oh, we didn't want to get into that. We should have had some bloopers for that one. That was... That was bad, but all right. Let yeah, let's get into some Licensing beer agreement. <laughs> let's get into some beer introductions here. Kyle, you want to start us off? Sure, I do. Sorry, I was just trying to pull up. I had something. Uh, Ryan, you want to start us off? No, I got. It. I got it. <laughs> sure, hold on. Let me pull something up. <laughs> I got yeah, exactly. He's in the same boat. Uh, Keweenaw Brewing Company, Point Trail Ale. Um, I've not heard of them or tried any of their stuff before. I don't know if you guys have. It's a rye, India. Pale Ale. Uh, Point Trail Rye, PA they call it, is brewed with just enough malted rye to lend a spicy crispness to an already complex and multi-hopped beer. Um, this is there up in South Range, um, which I am not familiar with a UP. Maybe Micah would know better. Because uh, he's been there before. Because he's actually been in that place. Is that, that- is that like Houghton? It's close to Hoenn. It's close. Is okay. it? Yeah, we had to go around the Keweenaw uh, Peninsula or the harbor to get to Hoenn. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. You guys should stop there next time you're out there. I, I wanted to stop there, and I wanted to stop at uh, the other one. The, it looks, they are back open, so they were, yeah. they got a lot of, it looks like they're mainly like three to ten. All right, hmm. nice. Cool. Ryan. Left Fin IPA is what I'm drinking. This is from... Uh, Middle Coast Brewing Company in Traverse City, Michigan. This is their West Coast style IPA. It is a seven point four percenter. Um, basically, th- this this is uh, their take on um, where they switched a lot of their heavy citrus notes with more spicy and floral hop notes. So it's the it's their it's their take on the West Coast, basically. I like, like it. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah, they're also open for home delivery. So if any state that here. allows alcohol to be delivered through the mail, you can actually order online and get it shipped directly to your house. Can we do that what? here? That's pretty cool. Do they let us do that here? I don't know. I should look into that. Does yeah? Does Michigan allow that or no? Probably not. Probably yeah. Probably I don't not. know. Michigan kind of sucks for some things. I'm sure there's a way around oh. it. Well, not that, not that I condone yeah, doing they're that. They're pretty strict <laughs> with liquor laws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking from Right Brain Brewing. CEO Stout. I want to say, Sam, you maybe did this, maybe someone else. I did this one. I don't remember which episode it was, but it was pretty early, I think. It, it was 
really early, I think. Uh, nonetheless, too early. It's a five and a half percenter, so easy to drink. Uh, what they say on their can though is CEO stands for chocolate, espresso, and oatmeal. These three elements and some other stuff they say <laughs> combine to form an American style that. stout that is dark bodied and complex yet surprisingly sessionable. Sessionable. I, I just assumed only CEOs could drink it. <laughs> oh, That's why I, I wasn't was drinking it. Is there an announcement coming? Yeah, what's going on? But uh, <laughs> yeah. this is our so we're on the outside, Ryan. <laughs> what is it that uh, the Barcel guy? He has like the stupid what is it, the water cooler? No. What What does he do? Dave? Like emergency press conference, emergency and he like stands conference. behind like a water cooler and he has like a microphone on. I don't know. That guy's hilarious. But uh, I've watched a lot of those. I've never seen him do anything like that. So no, <laughs> I could be wrong. I would say stupid. Really, really quick though, Right Brand <laughs> is up in Traverse City. And uh, their hours, they kind of kind of strange hours. Wednesday and Thursday, they're open from two to eight, and then Friday and Saturday, twelve to nine, and then Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, closed. Interesting. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, closed. Okay. Yep. I am drinking uh, from Arvon Brewing Company. They're two times mango double kettle. Uh, it is their sour ale with obviously mango. Were you done? Arvon, never heard of them. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, thought, I, I thought you were, I thought no. you were like shocked that no, I was talking, no, and I thought I cut you off. There. Are you wearing an Arvon shirt? <laughs> I am wearing an Arvon shirt. I was worried that Ryan was going to wear it. And I was I, how did you guys get dead. Arvon shirts? We when we were at Arvon, there was an episode that um, I think it was on a really important day of the year, and you happened to we just, supported locally. I, I went to one at Arvon. They didn't give me a shirt. But they didn't give we me. We supported them, we dude. It, dude, come on. You purchase. You, you paid for that shirt. I paid for the shirt. Okay. He used podcast money. I used my own. <laughs> <laughs> you know he would do that too. Like, hey, Ryan, sorry, budgets. Okay? We don't have podcast we money, guys. We can't, can't afford, afford for the CEO. We can't afford two shirts. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast money is my my allowance that I get from Andrea. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's be honest. Pretty sure. Um, pretty sure we've closed a couple deals. Here yeah. Right. Anyways. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> uh, I mean, you gotta love their their sours. Arvon does an amazing job. I think we've talked about their sours almost every episode for the last ten. Like that, that whatever they do with their sours, they, they do a great job. Obviously, this one's mango, very fruity, um, mango. has a great sour uh, taste to it. They are open um, most days of the week. You can get on go on their website Arvon Brewing dot Arvon Co uh, You can. Uh, get reservations. They have really nice uh, like lounge seating, which mm-hmm. isn't like at a table, but you can get like nice comfy comfy seats. Not Great this place. Thursday though, because it's already booked by somebody else. This guy. Um, For what? What? I'm taking some coworkers there. Really? Yeah. We were fun. We work together sometimes. We'll, I was gonna say we'll see you there. I'm <laughs> we'll working see. with all of you currently, <laughs> so. Um, but then they also do deliver as well. So for the people that are, are looking, can he's, you, does this work or no? He's having a state of MI sports party and none of us are invited. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> a, it's people from work. But anyways, the, you can kind of see their, their map of where you can deliver. You can't see it. Um, no. but anyways, they deliver pretty working. much across the whole state of Michigan. So, um, you go on their website if you want it delivered to you, they'll, they'll make sure that that happens for you. So the time is finally here. We have breaking news. DraftKings is live in Michigan with mobile sports betting. Yes, that DraftKings. DraftKings has finished crossing their T's, dotting their I's, meaning you can place a bet right now from anywhere in Michigan. For a limited time, the DraftKings Sportsbook app is offering all players a chance to double their money if the Pistons hit a three. Yeah, you heard that right. All it takes for you to double your money is opting into the promotion and placing your wager. Then sit back and watch the threes rain. 
This isn't some offshore operation like other gambling sites. DraftKings is a legitimate sportsbook right here in the U.S., so you can be confident that your funds are secure. With the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can bet from wherever, whenever. You don't even need to leave your house. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code MIBETS when you sign up. For a limited time, all users can double their money if the Pistons hit a three-pointer. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is doubling your money if the Pistons hit just one three-pointer. Don't forget, enter code MIBETS only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-270-7117. You must be 21 or older to gamble in the state of Michigan. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements. All right, I'm so excited about what we're going to talk about right now. We're going to talk about the Detroit Tigers. I know Kyle is very jealous of what the Tigers have done in their history, the long, long what? History of winning that the Detroit Tigers have. Yeah, they're great. Yeah, 1984, baby. Yeah, Not I right. want. I want my 84. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. We'll get into that. In a we'll little get into that. Right. <laughs> um, but anyways, I mean, I, I don't know really where to start. I mean, but pitchers and catchers. I think they reported today, right? Is that is that correct? Um, and then we'll see. Like I, I just asked Mike, and I should have done this before to look up the kind of dates that we're gonna start seeing coming up. You know, first. Pitching pitchers and catchers, I think, is today as we're recording here on Tuesday, the the sixteenth. Um, but then the players will probably report this weekend, maybe Sunday. And we'll we'll get into it. But I mean, it's gonna it's gonna it's come awesome. very quick, it very is, exciting. Yeah. And then also, uh, Baseball America came out with their their top one hundred prospect list. And I don't know if you guys have looked at it, but <laughs> the Tigers have what is it, four or five? Uh, I mean, it looks like five. Five right? players in the top 25. Is this according to MLB.com or, this the, or is, sorry, the yeah, Baseball this, America? Sorry, this one's MLB.com. All right. Um, I, I couldn't pull up Baseball America's for some reason. I don't I think I, you have a, I you used a subscription to be, for that? Yeah, for the most yeah, part. Yeah, I don't pay. I used, I used to be a Baseball America guy. Um, lately, I feel like MLB.com has actually done a better job. So this yeah. is, yeah, good stuff here. I mean, it probably doesn't vary a whole lot, right? It can, but yeah. usually not too much at the top. It's usually yeah. like the same top five prospects, just rearranged maybe. But but anyways, uh, we'll, we'll, the the top prospects for the Tigers, Mike. Unless you had you had yeah. some dates here, real yeah, quick. I got the dates. So right. pitchers and catchers report tomorrow. Oh, it is tomorrow. Okay, nice tomorrow. Sam. And then, well, th- that means that they 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 check into their hotel today, right? And then they're gonna <laughs> go to the training <laughs> camp tomorrow. So my my bad. It's kind of like you're going to <laughs> Disney on what day? The day before Wednesday, <laughs> he but doesn't even know. But you're not going to Disney, like you're no, flying I'm going out. That day. Oh, okay. What What do I know? Fly out early, and then uh, first full squad <laughs> workout in their clothes. February twenty two. <laughs> okay, February twenty two, and then do the, Do you have the the first preseason game? Maybe I will there? have that for All you right, in sweet. a minute. But what I want to do is is talk about the the top, really the f- top five prospects I think are are important here. Uh, number three overall in in uh, MLB.com, Spencer Torkelson. Uh, he, his estimated time to, to to be on the on the squad is two, 2022. We'll see. I mean, it's still very early with him. He basically had a I don't want to say a throwaway year last year for for what happened, but anyways, I, th- I think that's that's really exciting that he's up there. It's more about where he was in college, right, and where he was in the draft. Um, but their first game is actually Sunday, February twenty eighth against the Phillies. So that's probably their. That's actually their first. They might be playing. What do they play? Coastal Carolina is that who they play every year or something? Or Coastal, yeah, they normally do. Coastal Flo- Florida, Florida, Florida Southern. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but we'll see if that happens. It might not because of COVID. But all right, so you got Spencer Torkelson at number three. 
Casey Mize still still on the list at number 11. Uh, Riley Green at number 21. Tarek Skubal at number 24. Matt Manning at number 25. So we saw this Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal last year. And, I mean, it wasn't exciting. It wasn't anything too... too uh, they weren't shut down that everybody would hope. But I think for what we saw, I, I mean... They're right along where, where they should be. I, I mean, th- I thought it was great that they got. I thought it was great they got time last year, and we saw the stuff from from a guy like Tarek Skubal. He was from the left side throwing ninety six, ninety seven, over the top, uh, just a simple, easy delivery, but just explodes out of his hand, uh, wipeout slider. But he was learning, you know, the strike zone, and you can see the first couple of games he really struggled, and then his third game he went out and and actually pitched kind of a gem, like seven innings, I think, maybe one earned run. And I, um, it, or maybe it was like five innings, but either way, he, he kind of settled down and then it was up and down from there. But you could see he was flashing something, something pretty special, in my opinion. Yeah. Overall, he looked better than, than Mize. Yeah. He right? really did. Yeah. But ca- that's kind of the, pit- the picture that Casey Mize is. And I've trying to, I've been trying to, I don't know, melt, like, uh, r- change everybody's expectations for the kind of pitcher that he is. He's not going to be a Justin Verlander. He's not going to be a guy like, um, that will be unhittable when he gets to the bigs. This is a guy who will pitch to contact a lot. Okay. And he re- he completely relies on on his fastball and being uh he has to hit the black outside inside with his fastball to set up his splitter. And so when he's at his best it's going to be just he's dialed in with his fastball, his his curveball will just be like a throw in here and there, but then his splitter will be the out pitch that nobody can touch. Who who would you cons- compare him to? I guess then. I mean, in that in that way, I feel I feel like every Tigers fan is going to be like, That's a good question. yeah, Justin Verlander. He's the next Justin Verlander. He's the next. No, not necessarily. He's probably not the next Max Scherzer either. With that explosive, you know, fastball at at the plate that just throws guys off and all these strikeouts. He's he's not going to be that guy. Is that fair to say? I mean, do you have somebody? I mean, let's say a a poor man's. Uh, you know, Hall Greg of Famer Maddox. that you can think of, or let's say a it's rich a man, like man. when he's on type thing. That I mean, I guess where where do you do you yeah. really know? Well, it's they, hard it's hard to say because um, there's really not a lot of pitchers that have a, a splitter or a forkball. Okay, so that's not a common repertoire. So I think I think the best comparison is is a guy like Roger Clemens, but he just doesn't have the arm. He doesn't have the raw power of a fastball you know that is can be unhittable by yeah. itself so i don't think his fastball is i don't, I don't think it has the potential to, to be like a roger clemens okay so maybe a poor man's roger clemens you okay. know when roger clemens was not at his uh you know winning like cy young awards all the time maybe that's like his his upside Unless he takes steroids, then he might be able to find it. Hey, like, I'm like game. Clemens. Yeah, just don't get caught, but I'm game. <laughs> right. What, what's funny about this topic, though, is that from an article back in 2018, they compared Mize to Verlander. Do they really? Yeah. And that, but but it things yeah. change. Yeah. Drastically throughout years. I mean. I mean, is that what Verlander was coming out when you he guys was, gotta remember, was approaching? Verlander, no? no, Verlander was throwing 100 miles an hour in the eighth inning. In his prime. In his prime, yeah. But he was he was an easy ninety six, ninety seven as a as a rookie. Yeah. And in, in the yeah. So I mean this is this is a different kind of comparison. Casey Mize has never lived at ninety seven miles an hour. Can he hit ninety seven? Yeah, he can. But he but he dials up for it. Yeah. So he's a guy that'll throw ninety three to ninety five and which sounds a lot like Roger Clemens, you know, with in a lot of his years. 
So it's not a it's not a bad thing, but he's going to have to have command of his fastball. So you'll see years, I think, out of Casey Mize, well, he, he can be dominant, but it's because his command of his fastball is there, and nobody can touch his his splitter. Yeah, I think we'll we'll get into a little bit more about like what we'll see from. Uh, Casey Mize and Tarek Skubal this year. Um, we're not going to see Spencer Torkelson, I, I don't think, personally. We'll, I mean, it'd be a major shock if he is. It might be very little time if, it, if he works his way up. But there's no, also no rush on that. Same thing with Riley Green. I know everybody's excited to see these guys, but you don't want to rush them, especially in this type of these this type of season that we're going to say one more time, unfortunately. Um, it is going to be another odd season. Mm. And... I think it's a good season for them to stay, like put them where they're comfortable. Don't move them around. Uh, probably double A. Is that? Do you think that's a good spot for for both of these guys? I mean, that's kind of where hitters kind of develop. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that could be fair. I mean, if, he didn't have time last year in the minors. Like that was such a weird year for these prospects. They did not see pro pitching. They were they were looking at their teammates. You know, yeah. that's that's all they did. They just yeah. played against their teammates. So it was an inner squad all the time. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he started at high A. Um, That's West Michigan now, right? It, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both of them are, are more, or I guess either one of them. Like it, it would or, not or, surprise me if both of them were yes in West Michigan to start. Uh, Torkelson would have the better chance of of starting at Double A. Yeah, I, I I think I the way I and, and this is just my perspective is in this season you don't want to you don't want to move these guys from city to city as more than you have to. So I feel like they're going to put them where they want them to finish. You know what I mean? So if yeah. they if they expect let's say Riley Green to work his way up to Double A, they'll probably start him there. And and probably just keep him there. And that's that's the way I would handle it with the, with these type of players. You don't need to work your way up. You're not going to be moved around like this is where you're going to be. This is going to be your season. This is your team. I think both of them will probably start in double A and stay there all year long, but that's just, I guess, I mean, we'll see. It's hard to say, but if they're in West Michigan, oh, boy, I'm going to have a good time going to those Whitecaps games if we fun, can go. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I just think with the depth of the Tigers right now, I, I it would not surprise me if, if Torkelson is raking because he's a he's the great unknown. He was the number one overall pick. He crushed – he just mashed the baseball in college. Yeah. So if he continues that kind of production – in the minors, he's a, a one or two injuries away from getting some time late in the year with the big club. So, last one on the on the top twenty five here list here is is Matt Manning. Did we see Matt Manning last year? In, we in did. The Tigers? I don't we think did we not. did. did no. We? So he actually him and uh, Alex Fajardo both um, were put on the IL for COVID. That's right. List, or pretty That's early right. on. Yeah. And because of that, it delayed their development or their their work to get into the season and the season was so short they basically just pulled a plug before he had a chance to do it yeah so uh, do you think he could find his way into the majors I do. this year i do i think he could get some time and it what, we're talking about casey mize Tarek scoobal and matt manning all getting time in detroit like it's a fun time to be a, a tigers fan just watching these young guys and really learning what we have in them yeah I think it'll be interesting to see where, what they decide to do with these guys. I think, and and I'm not sure the way the the service time all works, but I'm pretty sure that they got a freebie last year because they started late, they and did. I think they could hold them out for what? What is that deadline? Is it 12 or 18 games that you get a whole another year of control? Um, I don't think any of these guys are going to start in the bigs this year. Do you think that any of these guys will make the opening roster? You don't think Casey Mize and Tarek Scuba will? I don't. I really don't. I think that they brought in some arms to I, – I think they're more concerned about the service time. 
I really do. And, and if you can delay that extra contract, it's the smart thing to do. And I feel like that's what this organization's doing is they're looking big time to the future. They have arms in there. We'll get into more of the arms in a minute. But I, I guess that's kind of we'll, – we'll get in – we'll touch on that here, here soon. I didn't want to keep talking about the prospects. So that was kind of tier one of, of the Tigers' prospects. You go to tier two. You got Isaac Paredes, Dylan Dingler, Dingler who's the catcher that was drafted uh, second round? Second round. Um, then you got Joey Wentz, who was a part of a, a trade uh, two years ago. And then Daz Cameron and Alex Fiedo. I, w- I want to start with Daz Cameron. What, what are your thoughts on that guy? Do you? It was a rough year for him. In, yeah, in, in the bigs. In the bigs, he got there. Um, he was exposed. Yeah, uh, I mean he 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 didn't put up numbers in in the minors at all. He's a he's a tools guy. Yeah. So he's, he's got yeah. all the tools. He's a, he's a five tool player, but he hasn't shown that he's a good baseball player yet. So you're just waiting for like you know like a guy like Grady Sizemore with the Indians. I don't know if you remember that. Oh yeah, I remember. Throwback that center fielder. Oh right? yeah. He was he was terrible as a pro in the minors for a while, and then one year he just figured everything out and was hitting 36 bombs in the bigs. Yeah. So it can happen. That's that's what you're kind of like hoping for a guy like that. Um, he has all the tools. He's he, I, it hasn't happened yet. I'm not I'm not counting on him working out in the long run just because what I've seen, he has not shown the ability to track the ball out of the pitcher's hand. He looks like he's overwhelmed. The the game is too fast for him. Uh, he doesn't get his front foot down. Like if you can't get your front foot down and and catch up to a fastball, how are you going to how are you going to adjust your timing to a curveball? And I think if you see guys who are 23, 24 years old with that kind of ability to see and pick up on pitches, pitch recognition, those are the guys that I would personally invest in because it comes naturally to them. You can build on something. Yeah. But if they're overwhelmed from the beginning, I mean, good luck. All right. So a couple more position players. You got Isaac Paredes, who played a lot last year. Um, he was hot, hot start and then just kind of just dwindled off into the shadows, I, I think, is, is a fair – Fair way to look at it is that, I mean, what, what do you expect from this guy? He I, he, re, he reached the top hundred last year or go, coming into last year. Yeah, he's been in and out of the top one hundred the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, it seems like he he reaches his way up and then the draft happens and then he falls out. Yeah, is that right. Yeah, That's exactly. kind of that that guy right there. I think his peak was some somewhere in the fifties, if I'm remembering right. Um, yeah. Man, he's a good baseball player. You like him? I I really do like him, and he's one of those guys. Again, like at 21 years old, he's not overwhelmed by the fastball. Yeah. He's not overwhelmed with with off speed pitches. He is known for being a guy who is patient at the plate, but can still put the the barrel on the ball anytime he wants. Yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to watching him play more. He reminds me of uh, Victor Martinez type hitter. Okay. Where he actually he kind of has that like low crouch in his in his yeah. stance. Yeah. Oh yeah. But he's just got a smart barrel. Yeah. He'll barrel up almost everything. Yeah. All right. So then the, the I think the the most intriguing one out, out of those uh three position players for me is Dylan Dingler. Um mainly because of how important a catcher is to to an organization, especially young pitching staff. He's not going to see any time this year. I think that's fair to say. But I mean what what do you want to see from him in the, in the minors? At, or let, let's just stick to spring training here. What do we want to see with him in spring training that that can maybe be an excitement and maybe jump into that tier one category here by by mid season? It's all about hitting for him. I mean, yeah. just just put him numbers. Yeah, hit the ball, hit a hard, be a gaps guy. He doesn't need to hit home runs, but just hit doubles. You know, hit a hard. Um, if your average is somewhere two seventy and above, that would be that would be awesome okay. for a guy like that. Yeah. What we don't know with him is how he hits with the wood bat. I mean, he's he's a 
college guy. He yeah. only had one really, really standout year with Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know that he's a really athletic defensive type catcher. And so they're waiting. They're they're hoping that whatever he figured out as a junior, I believe it was for Ohio State, that translates over to the wood bat. And that's it, it's an unknown, but um, he's got a lot of upside. Yeah, uh, Joey Wentz coming off of Tommy John, you won't see him. He probably will pitch the second half of the year in the minors somewhere. We'll see. I mean, it's just basically if he ever turns into something. That that would be awesome, but he he's got the good enough stuff that I think is is someone to keep an eye on. He'll probably fall out of the tier two this year, but look for him to kind of be that um what was it Turnbull that kind of fell off and then all of a sudden wait I'm still here yeah exactly don't forget about me and turn into a pretty decent pitcher for us. Uh, but then the the name that I actually didn't even think about until I was I was doing some research and then you brought him up was Alex Fiedo. This is a big name guy that has had some injury struggles. What do you want to see for this guy? Does he have a shot? Yeah, he, abs- he absolutely does. He's a right-handed pitcher. Um, he's kind of short, but he's got a good fastball. He's got good stuff. He's a swing and miss kind of guy. So he's got actually, like if you look in the metrics or the the analytics with baseball, he's got a really high spin rate. So that means that when hitters are looking at their fastball, it's an optical illusion. It's actually going to jump on him way faster than what it appears to be. So um, a guy like Blake Snell, lefty out of you know from the Rays, actually with the what with the Dodgers, Pod- Padres, oh Padres. Padres now, yeah. So that's a guy who who lives at ninety five miles an hour, but hitters it appears that it's ninety eight, ninety nine. It just it creeps up on him because of his spin rate. Okay, and that's a big that's a big stat that everybody's looking at or big um, uh, analytic you know. Uh, thing that everybody's paying attention to now because it has a lot to do with uh swing miss rate or swing and miss rate and so alex Fiedo, he's he's one of the highest in the uh program for spin rate and i just think he's got a really high upside because last year he learned how to control some some of his stuff he was one of those um really pitch to contact four five era guys in the minors <clears throat> and then he took a, a huge step forward with his fastball, with his off-speed last year, and it was really great to see. I think he does have a, a shot with the big league club this year. Get up there and see. If you start missing bats early now, you're no longer a prospect. You're just helping. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to go over, obviously, all of the – actually, let's let's talk about every single one of the Tier 3 prospects. Is <laughs> that game. okay with you, Kyle? Yeah, I'm game. You are right with that? I, w- I want to know what you think of <laughs> Parker, Meadow, Parker Meadows, Kyle. <laughs> Oh, nice guy. Real nice guy. Really nice guy. Him at an Arby's once. <laughs> nice guy. Kyle's over there like, why? Paid for your fries. <laughs> He's like, oh my gosh. He bought me curly fries. <laughs> Can I bring actually, up two more names? No, he didn't. He actually just brought in the Detroit Tigers three home run uh, <laughs> box score, and they, they got cheap. free They got free, free ones. Yeah, fries. he thought he was a nice guy. He was just cheap. He was just cheap. <laughs> Just a smart, informed consumer. All right, Ryan, you kind of teased us early on with a couple names in the tier three that you think could work their way up. I I don't want to get too too far into it because we're already going along a lot longer than yeah, I, I don't care. We're talking Tigers, uh, guys. Come yeah, on, no, man. I mean like just the whole the whole length of the episode. But all right, so Franklin Perez. Yeah, he is. He was the 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 centerpiece of the deal with the Justin Verlander trade with okay. the Astros. He was 19 years old, I think, when we traded for him. And he has been hurt ever since he got to the Tigers. Do I get Alex Fajardo and, and Franklin Perez mixed up all the time? Yeah, I think do, I do. Because yeah. Alex Fajardo is a former <laughs> first-round pick. Okay. But Franklin Perez we traded for, and he was the number one or number two prospect in the Astros system at the time when we traded yep. for him. Yep. Okay. And so it was, it was, it was a, a huge – It was a big name. Yeah, it was a, it was a big return. Why and is he Tier 3 then? 
Well, he's just he's been injured. injured. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that was an honest question. Like I just don't. I didn't. Know I feel that. like that yeah. was a shot at the Tigers organization. As no, a whole. not at all. I just I didn't. <laughs> if he was uh, first rounder, I didn't know why he fell to tier three. If yeah. he can have some sort of, uh, I don't know. If he can, if he can make sure that his arm is healthy for a full year, I think he will jump up the list for of prospects. And I don't think he'll make it to the big leagues this year because you don't want to rush a guy like that who hasn't thrown a ball in four years. Uh, that's not fair to, to throw him into the big leagues. But if he has a healthy year this year, that could prep him for a big year the year after, next year. The the other name on this list is Bryant Packard. He's a fifth-round pick from the 2019 draft, I believe. Okay. Uh, he was a former first-round um, name, always around. Uh, like coming out of high school Yeah, like conversations, yeah, okay. and even in college. But he had like he, he had a kind of a disappointing junior year, and that dropped him down draft boards. It was a steal for the Tigers to get him in the fifth round. It was awesome to see. And then he just raked as soon as he got into the to the rookie ball. Okay. Um, his first three stops, I think he was hitting over 300. And what, a, was, a what few position bombs. is he? So he was a left fielder or a third baseman coming out of okay. coming out of college. But he, uh, the Tigers actually announced that he has been moved or they're prepping him to be a first baseman now. Interesting. It is interesting because Torkelson's mm. the third baseman, pretty much a first baseman in the long run. Yeah. Um, but the more that they can kind of have a backup plan for all these different positions, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. And if you groom him to be a, yeah. a really good first baseman, he becomes potential trade bait too. You got to remember a lot of these guys are going to be trade bait for when this team's ready to trade for the missing piece. Yeah. Because yeah. you want, like, look, there, there's tier three. How many names are on there? They're not all going to be on the Detroit Tigers. That's for dang sure. So what can you turn them into is, is the next thing. And if you can develop a guy like that to be a solid first baseman or versatile ba- baseball player. Get something for him. Boom. Get something for him that, yeah. that someone's ready to, to take a shot at. So uh, I did have a little bit of the, of the pitchers here. Um, this is more of a just a projection. I'm, I'm not even sure like how legit this is because there were so many names that, that were missing. But the rotation, basically, met, this one has it set up with Matthew Boyd, Tarek Skubel, Casey Mize, Michael Former, Fulmer, excuse me, uh, Spencer Turnbull, and Jose Urena. Um, again, I, I already said it earlier. I, I think Skubel and Mize will start in the minors. I do because mainly service time. And I'm curious, of are there – guys that can kind of fill in and be a starter to make sure that that happens if that's the way that the Tigers go. Did you guys get um, rid of Supernova? Yeah, I think he was on a one-year deal. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was. It's going to cost you the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're not going to win, huh? <coughs> he got hurt last year. That's why we didn't make it. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. oh, that makes sense. Um, but anyway, I mean, that, that rotation – I, I don't know. Well, I don't think we should probably even get into the rotation at this point. We have so much baseball here in the in the minors. But if, do you have any thoughts on on what we're seeing here and some names that I kind of put on there that um are are more intriguing to you? I mean, definitely Michael Fulmer. If he can have any kind of similar season to what what he was when he was a rookie of the year and future face of the franchise and the pitching staff, like he he still had he showed some pretty good stuff last year, but teams just mashed off of him. Yeah. So he didn't he was not commanding anything. Everything was right over the the middle of the do you plate. Think, do you think they rushed him back last year? A little bit or do no, you think, I don't think so. Kind of, it was okay to do that? Yeah, I, I think it was definitely okay and it, he's a competitor. So I think it was perfect for his um psychological, you know, advantage. E- even though he got shelled, that's that would propel him to work harder and he you know, now he now he's got his feet on or his feet wet, I guess. And he, he can jump into the season and know that 
whatever he did last year, he can just improve, improve on it, not just get out there. That was that was the first goal, get out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, are there any other names that that you think will are are so there? There's some other names on here that were not roster invites. He had Zach Hess, Derek Holland, Ian Kroll, um, a couple other names nobody else has ever heard of. But I, I thought Derek Holland I thought was an interesting one because he's a veteran guy that can maybe at least start the in in the rotation. Let's say you do a six man rotation or something like that. But give Tarek School and Casey my and this is where my brain is. So tell me if I'm wrong. Just tell me to stop talking about it. But this is the way to get them in the minors is bring in a guy like that, have him in the rotation until you can bring him up for free, yeah. basically. Um, what do you think about Derek Holland, Ryan? Is, does he have a chance at making the team? I, I I think he has a chance to make the team. I don't think he has a chance to make the starting rotation. No. Not, not uh, off the – yeah, not to start the season. He, to me, he's a guy like a Tyler Alexander where he's a good piece to have. He can fill in here and there and uh, for long – innings he can he can bring you from the third inning to the eighth here and there but he's not going to be I think the Tigers are at a point where they have a little bit too much talent to put those guys on the field and not to say they can't go get the veteran to flip them you know at the deadline but they're also you know these guys are competitive again so they're at the point where they're expecting to play and if everybody in the locker room knows the best players then the last thing you want to do is throw the five most average players out there when when you have five better players yeah, five no, better pitchers. That, that that makes sense, and and honestly, I I get that. It's just and I'm not saying I'm not saying time, I'm not like, saying Casey Mize and Tarek Subel are going to start. I think one of them will. I think yeah, one out of the, one of the trifecta will. will start. Yeah. Um. Before we, I don't know if are we good with pitchers. Is yeah. That, is that enough for pitchers, Micah? Did you happen to pull up uh the coaching staff? I, I meant to bring up a little bit. Yeah. More about them earlier on, and then um I I forgot to. You know, he's uh, got a sweet last name out of your. Bullpen? Out of Who's the bullpen? That? Funkhauser. Funkhauser. That's a great name. a great name. name. <laughs> he better have... So you know how, like, uh, pitchers <laughs> have their... So something. I think he, he's kind of a bullpen guy, but you know how, like... Uh, what was your, your guys' closer's name that did the Hells Bells? Mariano Rivera. Yeah, Mariano. Yeah, people have heard <laughs> of him. Insulted um, by the stupid, <laughs> stupidity of that question. Mar- Mariano Rivera had that that Hells Bell song. It's like he's he better have right. like a funky song, like just like a little jazz yeah, play or that something funky like music. White yeah, boy. oh, that would be great. That'd be perfect. Up down funk. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that, that would be yeah, great too. Go. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. But uh, I did want to, Micah, could you could you tell us a little bit about, or at least the names and, and where they kind of came from the, the the new coaching staff? Obviously, AJ Hinch. Uh, the big name. That's that's the one that I think Tigers fans are really excited about. I don't want to get into it, but that is <laughs> right. the name. He's he went was in Houston. He won the World Series. The big old scandal that he had nothing to do with. Um, and he managed. Perfectly. He only managed. He managed team. perfectly because they won. <laughs> um, but he did, who did, he, did who did he, yeah. who did he bring in to to fill the, fill the I guess pitching coach, hitting, hitting coach, all those things and, and yeah. Mean, so. People from Michigan, I mean, you you may or may not know him, but Chris Fetter, uh, he came in from the University of Michigan, actually. Yeah. Um, he is their, to be the pitching coach, their, their right? pitching coach. Yep. Um, That's quite the jump for a pitching coach from from college to to MLB, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I don't know how I like that. <laughs> one thing Ryan that does not sound one thing that I heard about him is he's very analytical, and that's why uh, AJ Hinch liked him and, and wanted him because he's. From what I heard, and this was just on the radio today, was they talk about him as being like the next analytical genius for for the game of baseball. I mean, what what good is that for a, a pitcher? I don't know. Just uh, keep him I, healthy. That's I, all I ask. Right? Yeah, <laughs> don't get too crazy. But I don't know. Uh, 
I'm excited about that one just because he's a Michigan guy. But so they always uh, work out. I think the other one that's interesting too is <laughs> Beeline. Uh, Chip Hale. <laughs> Chip Hale. So where? Yeah. So he is. He came from the Nationals. He was with the Nationals for three years. Okay. Uh, he was their bench coach, and in 2019, they won the national championship. Also known as the World Series. World Series. Sorry, <laughs> that was talking Michigan totally too. Totally yeah. idiotic. He's, He's got off. Wolverines on his <laughs> just did three off. Yeah, it was like Wolverine. Yeah. What the? Uh, no, I, my brand's somewhere else. He got to the last four. So, <laughs> final four. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, I I like that. Just have a new coaching staff. Like get all of the old good old boys out of there. Uh, Lamont Gene is gone. Yeah, thankfully, gone. Um, the McClendon, McClendon gone. Lloyd McClendon, so glad he's Lloyd. gone. Like I'm just glad that they're out of here and we can learn new names to blame. Uh, I'm really excited. Yeah, about there that. you go. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so Chip Hale is going to be third base coach. Uh, you're going to see a familiar face at first base, Ramon Santiago. I love it. I do like that guy. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here. He was awesome. Uh, George Lombard, bench coach. Okay. So. Uh, no idea who that is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not well, really sure who who that is. George Lombard. He uh, he came from the Nationals and the Dodgers. So his his last stint was, I believe, with the Dodgers. Yeah, so 2016 to 2020. So so he won a World Series with him. Yeah, love it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Grand also champions. a national championship. So also known as <laughs> national championship. Okay. <laughs> my my favorite part about this is AJ Hinch. Uh, people forget the way he brought the Astros to prominence, and it yep. was with young players. They were the worst team. They were the laughing stock of baseball. Hundred for three seasons. years. Yeah. Yeah. Back to back, I think, yeah. and it was it it's went right from it alley. went from that <laughs> to a one decent season to the best team in baseball. Yeah, and it was with young, young, young talent. And and if he can, if he can, I don't know, just know what how to prep these guys mentally to give them the confidence when they need it, and also just hype them up when they need it. Then I, you know, that's that's the perfect recipe for with our team where we are right now. I think this is the one. So I guess the jury's still out with it, with the Lions organization. We'll see, but this is the you have the coaching staff that is there to win. Whenever you're ready to win, I think. I guess you could say that with Dwayne Casey too. So who knows what I'm talking about? But I was just thinking about like you have the Lions you have it? the organization behind winning in the next five years. Who knows how many years it'll be till till you're actually winning and and being con- contenders? But you have this window now of you have. Everything in place. His expectations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a fair thing to say. And you know, I, I expected twenty twenty one to be like, all right, we signed X, Y, and Z free agent, we're spending money, that's how we're ready to win. No, they went out and got I think a very good manager and he built a good coaching staff. We'll we'll see with Al Avila, but um I don't know. It it it's a step well, in the right direction and it's not just a placeholder like I think Ron Gardenhire was hired to be. What What's wild is I think that all four of the major franchises in Detroit have actually got their front offices set correctly for the first time altogether. The front since, offices since a yeah. long time. Well, I I don't still don't like Alavila. Well, but he, I I don't trust him from his previous moves. But where we're sitting, it's not bad at all. That's He's true. a scout. That's he, a really you good gotta remember. That's a really good way to put spot. it. Yeah. And and that's probably unfair to me to look at it that way because it's like I, I don't like what he's done. Like the moves that you can actually 
you know, put on paper and, and almost look at it as, as like a math equation, it seems like he's lost every single one of those moves. Yes, it does. But then you look at where you're at, where he's at now, and you know he has top, he has five of the top twenty-five prospects. That's really good. The second best. Um, They've had three number one overall picks or two. I know, yeah, but and, and that's I know. Wait, they're saying who's number one. Uh, uh, the Rays. Yeah, Rays. shortstop for the Rays. I don't remember his well, name. Well, they he also have the best, the best, the uh, best, best farm system. Farm system team yep. overall. They do. Yeah, okay. farm system. Yeah, sure. Yep. So, so what's going to define Avila's legacy pool, though? though yeah, is that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. The moves he's going to make and the guys he's going to give up, and the guys he's going to get in return. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be make or break on, you know, who are you giving up, and who are you getting in return? Are you getting enough in return? And are you giving up too much? Right. Yeah. It's it's the fine line of, you know, how do we become a contender? Now yeah. that we've collected talent, what what's the magic recipe to make us a winning franchise? Yeah, this is your shot. Don't screw it up. You, right. You built, you tore it down, you, you're building it back up. Do we get Nomar Don't Mazzara? Don't screw it up. Yeah, I believe so. Dude, that's a good signing. Yeah? Yeah. You like that one? Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about the position players. Um, I don't want to go through every position um, because Kyle will probably strangle me by the end of it. No. Um, I, I, <laughs> just like blaming you. I might do that anyways. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, Ryan, what 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 position battle do you, do you really look at? So I don't want to go through it all. If you want to bring up anything you want to bring up here, but basically what I heard from A.J. Hinch in an interview is that there are three or four positions that are ready to be won out of training camp. Do do can you pinpoint which ones those are? Designated least, hitter, uh, number one. Yeah, number <laughs> one. <laughs> I think catcher is a big one. Yeah. I think Grayson Griner, Jake Rogers, that that catching uh, <clears throat> battle right there, because that's not just that's not just offensive. That's how they're working with these young pitchers. Okay. And if they feel really comfortable with the, the pitch calling, with how they just set up, how they frame, you know, that's an individual almost like a relationship with each one of those pitchers. So that'll be one to watch. Grayson Griner versus Jake Rogers, catcher. Um, the other one to me is going to be third base, Isaac Paredes and Harold Castro. I was big on Harold Castro going into last year, and unfortunately he got he got hurt in the middle of the year. The other one I was really pumped about was Willie Castro, and he, he was a breakout player. He had like 350-something for the Tigers last year, Yeah, and he's going to be the starting shortstop for this team, which is awesome. But Harold Castro was the other one that did not really get his chance to shine. And uh, since Isaac Paredes is such a young, um, really, really good prospect, but he's still a prospect. Yeah. And so I, I think Harold Castro might beat him out, so, I guess. So the funny thing about Harold Castro is is you have him as – so I, I pulled up a depth chart, and who knows how accurate it is. It's just from MLB.com. Um, but Harold Castro is actually the, the second name listed under first base and the second name listed under third base. So – I found that pretty interesting. Is he going to be that kind of utility guy in a lot of ways, but also probably getting a really good bulk of the starts? I think he will. Yeah, yeah. I th- and I think he's good enough where he's gonna he's gonna land somewhere. Yeah, and we've seen a lot of. And big- it's got to be third base, right? Wait, wh- give Give Isaac Paredes a little bit more time to to develop. Honestly, in the end, I hope it's I hope it's second base. I hope he lands at second base and he even over Jonathan Scope. Yeah, let's let's trade him mid year. Jonathan Scope, yeah, ship him I, off. I Harold Castro that. be the second yeah. baseman. We got Isaac Paredes, Willie Castro, and Harold Castro. That would be an awesome infield in my mind. Castro to Castro, that would be awesome. Yeah. Be Can we cool call him Harry? <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, Harry. <laughs> I don't care what you call him. I just wanted to hit. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. That's all. I love when we talk baseball because Ryan just turns into baseball guy. <laughs> I love it's baseball. It's so good. It's so good. Um, all right, so uh, let's look at the, the I just want to coach R- T-ball. <laughs> real, real quick. <laughs> I'm going to use um, these strategies. Actually, I turned them down because I don't want to right now. <laughs> um, real quick, the outfield as, as a whole. Um, Robbie Grossman uh, was signed to be the, the starting left fielder to kind of give Chris and Stewart – little bit more time to develop uh not not so much pressure on him jacoby jones will probably get the the center field start uh basically because he, he was hot last year until he got hurt again um and i don't think Derek hills is is ready to compete but then you go over to the right field here uh you got kristen stewart victor reyes and daz cameron uh you, where, where are you kind of going with that one I, d- I don't understand how Victor Reyes is not sorry, one of the sorry, starting Sorry, before, I, before I, but then I should also throw in Nomar Mazara in there that, that I actually put on there, but you brought him up like as you were excited about him. So he's probably, probably fits in that right field. I think Nomar Mazara is the hands-down starting right fielder for this team going into this year. He's got a cannon of an arm. He's actually a pretty good right fielder. He just has some hitting things. He was he was one of the best hitters out of his, out of his group of prospects. Uh, he just hasn't really found his way quite yet. Um, I don't think Christian Stewart has. He's got. A, he's got a. Unless something happens with him mentally, he has to completely regroup in his mind, like how who he is as a hitter, and re-identify himself as a hitter. And it's going to take a special hitting coach to get him there. Yeah. Uh, it, not to say it can't happen because he has he has crazy pop in his bat, but I just he he is late on fastballs. He's early on breaking balls. It, it just it's a recipe for disaster. And Victor Reyes last year was maybe the MVP for, other than Willie Castro, he's probably the MVP for the Detroit Tigers. So I, he I will like be to a see starter. Him get some time. He's going to be the starting center fielder in my mind. Him you think, and, oh, you think him and Jacoby Jones will probably bounce back and forth. Yeah. I think it's going to start as Jacoby Jones personally just because they want it to happen so bad. You know what I mean? Like, I that's the story. That. That's the story that an organization wants is a Jacoby Jones to, to work out. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, that guy has so many peaks and valleys. It's crazy. Yeah, he's not, not a good hitter. On, on top of that, the injuries, right? It's like <laughs> he's just, <laughs> just not a good hitter. That's a problem in baseball. Remember, he was, hit, he was hitting like we were like two weeks into the season. You guys were like, "Hey, he's second in the MLB and in, in OPS <laughs> yeah. right now." And I'm like, "Guys, he he sucks. He's not gonna he's not gonna hit." <laughs> just calling our crap. He didn't out really too slow early. down until he got hurt, though. He did. Did he? he? Just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I probably stopped watching. Yep. Well, we are going to have a little bit of fun. I mean, that was fun. I love talking the Detroit Tigers. If we went like 45 minutes too long, I don't apologize. I no, don't care. I, I don't care either because this is a, a short – Look, I cut out topics. Like, we were only doing like a two-topic show technically um, because I figured Tigers deserve to just to be extra, extra long. Um, but we did want to have a little bit of fun, and we'll see where this goes. Well, you don't know. But, um, but anyways, basically what, what happened – um. What? Nothing. I always have to explain myself. Yeah, you know, know that. This is explain what. Give yourself an this out. This is why we love you. <laughs> we could have a ton of fun, but who knows? I mean, this uh, might, uh, might not. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably change the. Uh, here don't, we go. Don't hold me accountable. <laughs> um. But basically, what happened over the the last week? I think. Uh, Lorraine Grows, who is the daughter of Silversmith Greg Grows. If you haven't heard of him, um, before that, I mean, <laughs> I mean, who hasn't heard of their favorite Silversmith? 
Right. right? Yeah. I don't know what you're. I don't know what Everyone you're saying. But anyways, I have no idea what you're saying yet. <laughs> I have his trading card upstairs, but uh, he crafted the original Lombardi Trophy and, and oh, wants okay. an apology from Tom Brady for him tossing this year's version as if it were a real football to tight end Cameron Brate uh, during the team celebration from boat to boat. He literally tossed the. the it was awesome. It was so it's cool. The funniest thing. And I've ever we seen, actually yeah. do have her sound clip ready for our listeners here. And it takes a lot of work, a lot of hard work, um, a lot of hours go into it. It just really upset me that this trophy was disgraced and disrespected by being thrown as if it was a real football. I didn't sleep for the past two nights because of this. I was that upset because I, I know the passion that goes into this trophy and how my dad and all, all his fellow silversmiths are so proud <laughs> to make this. So proud. I personally would like an apology. Yeah. <laughs> not just to me and my family to and all the, the other silversmiths. silversmiths <laughs> um, but to the, to the fans. <laughs> all the silversmiths. <laughs> all the silversmiths. Now, oh, I man. sit and every time I hear silversmiths, I'm like, are they related to Micah Smith? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we uh, circle back? Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> she sounds like a circle backer. As, as if it was a real football. Has she watched football lately? <laughs> no. Like, Did you hear? No way. The last it? time you've seen a QB in the NFL uh, throw a football like that. Two hands. Two hands. <laughs> yeah, two yeah. hands. Like underhand. Like, uh, like, <laughs> I love like the drunk Tom Brady too. He was like, ah. Like he reminded me of Trav drunk. Like we've well, all I seen Trav see drunk. Yes. Like, he was like the shoulders up. Like, ah. Like, you know, like, and also, fun. the dude's got seven, okay? He can do whatever he wants. He doesn't care about the, yeah. the trophy anymore. He, exactly. He <laughs> no. doesn't at all. No. But I, I, no. I mean, if I she's... Think she, I think she should thank Tom Brady for getting so much publicity to what a silversmith even does. <laughs> right? I don't, I've never even heard the term silversmith. I've never heard of it. I've heard of, what is it, the blacksmith? blacksmith. Yeah. yeah, and maybe, they, blacksmith. maybe blacksmiths use silver that time. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to judge them on that. Oh, and it's her dad didn't even make this one. I know. Like, it's not <laughs> like, even... <laughs> And I, who knows if he even made one? He was the original designer. He probably did it out of like clay, and then they just took it and like who knows like what happened. But this one was three like, D printed. You guys I know it's three D printed. Didn't, I doubt he even made one. Honestly, I feel like it's a wise tale. I don't. Right. I think he lied to his family. Maybe about what he was actually doing. Sound important? Yeah, there's I tell a my family is it a wise tale or wives tale? It's definitely wives. Oh, did I say did I say it wrong? You definitely said wise tale. I, usually, I say things that right every time. Tale. You guys ever heard? Of, <laughs> <laughs> I had a great <laughs> wise tale. <laughs> <the other> <laughs> one <laughs> smart tale. No, but we I mean, it on she, first go. <laughs> she, so she's offended <sighs> by what what they did to this trophy. Did she know what they actually do to these trophies? Like, did you see? I would. Grunt bunted a baseball with it the next day. <laughs> did you see the video or I not? I didn't see that one. It's no. got a big dent in it now. Can you imagine what Nothing these guys did back in the eighties? These guys definitely it. snorted coke off of these these things back in the eighties. Like <laughs> there is still, no they question. They probably do. still do. Yeah. But I mean, you have that. But then you look at the Stanley Cup. You don't want to know you. what happened to the Stanley exactly. Cup. Exactly. I was just people going have to done go there. some very very disgusting things with that thing. Yeah. And. That's the lure. Like that's it. That's what's exciting that's about the it. one. Yeah. There isn't like what, fifty-one of them. 50 no, there's of them two. Now? There's two. There's a yeah, replica correct. that they keep as like they put it. Yeah, but I don't want to get into that. I but touched anyways, it, like, Sam. Yeah, I don't that, like that. That makes me. That makes him so mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes him so mad. <laughs> it was just all right, right? What part I of your body did around? you touch it with? Uh, tip on tip. In my, in like in my arm. 
And I took a picture. <laughs> you went uh, pit to cup? Yeah. No, I don't think it was pit. More what four year eye. was it? Ah. Uh, I don't know. The Blackhawks had just won the cup. Doesn't matter. He's so mad at me for doing <laughs> yeah. this. I didn't know it was such a big I thing. would fart on the cup then. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, but I mean, she... <laughs> This is embarrassing for her and her <laughs> oh, family. So embarrassing. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, she not was looking look. for just for exci- she was looking for some kind of publicity. She sounds like a real silversmith daughter. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Those> spoiled. <laughs> Stay brats. away from those silversmith daughters. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, it got got me and honestly the sports world. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that this is the the first we're the first ones to do this topic. But who do you guys think owes you an apology? Like as childish of an apology you you feel like you deserve. Um, like like this woman Lorraine. I mean, is there anything that comes to mind? I mean, for me, the the first one is Blake O'Neill for trouble with the snap. Uh, at, Whoa, he has trouble with the snap. Yeah, um, I mean, was he, the he was he the was the punter? punter. He was the punter. He could have done f- it. The, the snapper deserves some of the blame too. I, I sure, but I mean, you didn't have to. Twist your body and just throw oh, the ball he to it right to <laughs> somebody um, random. I know he's a he was a name, rugby punter, um, but <laughs> right. I mean, I just felt so bad. He got those death threats and he got like he. Well, he didn't apologize. He should have oh, apologized. He yeah, okay, he yeah, should have yeah. literally come out instead of Michigan Nation and be like, "I apologize for that. That's I am true. embarrassed for myself. I'm going back to Australia." That's what he should have said. Yeah, I mean, he threw it right to him. He literally threw it to him. <laughs> He could have done anything. He could have <laughs> thrown the ball up in the air. Uh, what a moment! Yeah, you're welcome. That was so awesome. that that's was that so was awesome. one that came to mind for me. I, I have <laughs> I have plenty more that I can go off on. But uh, do you guys have anything that comes to mind? I so do. I have one where an apology. <laughs> I'm trying to keep this to Michigan, right? It doesn't uh, have to be Michigan. But where an apology is literally, even though it was tendered, is completely useless and helps nothing, in my opinion. And it's Jim Joyce, right? I just because he did apologize. And he, he did was sad, with tears, with tears, and I, I get it. But you took a perfect game. See, yeah, and and that's where I I actually thought about that a little differently. I don't think Jim. I, so Jim Joyce's apology was great. I thought he did so good. He did yep. a really good job. Agreed. He handled it perfectly. Um, that's when I'm like, I think the MLB deserves to apologize for not changing it, changing not that. making yeah. it happen. And Going sure. against the grain and be like, "F this! It was a wrong call. This is a perfect game. Give no question him. in our heads. Twenty. We're going to out perfect game. <laughs> we're yeah. going to Only one in history. We're going to put this in the record books. This is truly yeah, a, right. a perfect game. More. He got one more. <laughs> he got one more. He did it better than everybody else. Uh, so I yeah. don't know. I I agree. Jim Joyce. I, he he came to mind. But he also did apologize, so that's where he did, I'm like. But I'm just saying, like, even in that, in that it I'm wasn't man. enough. It wasn't enough. But that's where I think the MLB should have stepped in and been like, "No, screw you, Jim Joyce. We're yeah. we're giving this guy his perfect game and and moved on, kumbaya." You know. Sure, sure. Ryan, is anything saying out to you? I'm I'm trying to think of. I, you've got some really good ones, kind of. You can use triggered. them. Go yeah. Ahead and use, yeah. Well. I was thinking more of like you have a, you have a better one that you need to, you need to bring. You, up. Oh, you want me to which one? You <laughs> the, the Luke Lennon? Yeah, that was like you, he, he does owe you an apology. Yeah, so this one is literally <laughs> personal to me. He deserves to apologize, and this one's not petty. I don't think. Do you think it's petty? No, not at all. No, he broke my collarbone <laughs> just because he was bigger and better. I, hold on. Dude, I, I wouldn't go I, that far. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. He wasn't I, bigger at all, right? 
quick disclosure. I don't generally read these before we get here. We, oh, we knew. Uh, <laughs> I didn't read this at all. Are you talking about that? Luke Glendening broke your Sam Walter. You didn't know this? <laughs> no. Sam you never told me that. <laughs> your Sam Walter. <laughs> yeah, this collarbone. No, he so, broke your. Yeah, so it was Kenwood Hills, you know, the, the tough and rumbled Kenwood Hills hockey. It was the regional championship. Yeah. And we were playing against East Grand Rapids. Can somebody who, tag him? If yeah, like, like, <laughs> I don't think he's on any of the social medias, but we should probably try to do, reach out to him, right. see if he would apologize to me. Right? Maybe this would be like our first has to professional has to guest happen. to come on the podcast or something. Right? And, he could just, bet. He, and if he should apologize to me, but anyways, yeah. So, um, you know, <clears throat> midway through the first period, we were down six one or something like that. Oh, so um, it's going well. Yeah, going really well. <laughs> Coming up the board, dude. He smoked me so hard up against the board. Clean hit. But he broke my collarbone. Penalty or not? No penalty. No, no, no penalty. it was about no, as I'm clean. You don't think it was? It was clean. No, it was it clean. Was clean. Yeah. It was clean. But he literally like shattered my right. Just <laughs> bigger, faster, stronger, better looking. Oh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I've never All right. no idea what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good looking guy. Just uh, <laughs> he was. Dang. Ryan knows his good looking guys. <laughs> Look, you got to call it like you see it, Ryan guy. Just did, just did. Yeah, it, yeah. It, and it didn't <laughs> end there, the though. It didn't. It didn't end there. Like Better if hair. If, if, a, if Luke Lundenning, <laughs> East Grand Rapids high school hockey Hold player, Ryan broke my said- collarbone. Ryan just said better hair as well. No way. <laughs> no way. Maybe. Maybe. He's got good hair. He does have good hair. Yeah. But anyways. But you got oh, that. At least but somebody it, on but the Red Wings broke your. That's pretty. Yeah, but it didn't stop there. So I would be okay with somebody breaking my collarbone and moving on. Yeah. But he then would. he was the captain not for okay the University that. of Michigan college hockey team. Sure was. One of my dreams. Then he went and played for my hometown Grand Rapids Griffins, his hometown too. But Sure did. He played for them. He wore number 33. What a jerk, right? That yeah. That's yeah. my number. Oh, oh. It should be retired hey. for me. What if he actually did that to spite you? He, he what probably if? did. So oh, like a man. doppelganger is like your lookalike, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Celebrity yeah. lookalike. This yes. is like a celebrity career doppelganger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then. But more handsome. Now he's <laughs> playing for the Griffins making a million hair. dollars a year, and I'm sitting here with you guys <laughs> on a podcast. I've like, not been paid I, at all. So. Oh. <laughs> Several millions. <laughs> Talking about Luke Lendening. Um, no, but. I never. I, I felt honestly, like our careers would have gone you? the opposite directions if he didn't break my collarbone. That's all I'm saying. For sure, yeah. you should have broken his. <laughs> right? Then you'd be even right now. <laughs> I never knew that hammer. about you. I never. I can't believe that. That's no. crazy. But yeah, that. that but he was, does owe you an apology for sure. <laughs> yeah. So Luke Glendening, if you're listening, uh, you owe me an apology, and I think it's fair. I think we all agree that that's a fair. That's fair. Reach fair out, one. Luke. Do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be the bigger man here, right. since that's what you were back in high school. Be, be the bigger <laughs> and better man here, and better, better sophomore year too. So better. I was buck twenty, <laughs> maybe. I mean, you basically smoked a child there, Luke Glendon. <laughs> right? He was just this little he felt guy. so good like, about himself feel too. Feel great about it, Luke Glendon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, what a jerk. But if you're listening, yeah. we love you. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan. Yeah. yeah. Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> um, nice hair. But Ryan, do you have any that co- that comes to mind? Micah? I mean. No, I'm just thinking, I'm thinking when the Wolverine, well, actually, I'm thinking Lloyd Carr's boss in 2007. That's what I'm thinking of. How drunk are you right now? Well, I wanted <laughs> Wait, to bring up Lloyd Carr. Lloyd, Lloyd Carr. Th- are we talking Lloyd Carr or are we talking Dude, something I am. else? <laughs> that started, that started basically a legacy of Michigan football of of not of just coming up short, just not just being good. Putrid. Just terrible. 
Yeah. And, and the worst stretch so was, in Wolverine history. That's when it started. When that's he when left? it started, when he left. Yeah, I mean, Rich Rod yep. coming in, and whoever's decision that was, they owe us an apology. Yeah, I like that. They they yeah, do. That is, terrible. That is a good one. That is a really good one. I, I mean, how did he leave? Did 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 he just kind of I think retire, or was not, he kind of pushed out? Not from what so I remember. This is just off of memory, but he was. He was getting pushed out. He was getting pushed out. Yes, they wanted to go to the spread offense style, uh, quick type of game. Like everybody was having success over on the West Coast. Wasn't there some small infractions looming? Not that I remember. You might be right on that. Yeah, Honestly, I, I, I really, mm, yeah. I or or the 2013 when, when that Wolverines up. lost oh, to Ohio State. Sorry, I wasn't sure. I <laughs> and that play where the where Ohio State was short. Yeah, and Mike, look, look can you let oh, Mike finish it? this? Oh, one? yeah, that, yeah. Mike, steal it. Mike has got irks me. Yeah, man. Mike has got a lot. On that. It was on my list too, but I think that that's Mike. Can you go so, move on with that one? Yeah, yeah. So. I am calling this man out. This guy, I think he was the uh, head of the crew that day, but Dan Capron or Dan Capron. Uh, you and, owe us an apology. Oh, well, him <laughs> and the replay booth. Now. So, Capron. I, you know, earlier before the show, I was reading up that he basically doubled down on his call. Um, it was him and the replay booth, and it, and it appears to be more the replay booth, actually. The replay booth, according to him, said they didn't have the view they needed. So why on earth in 2016 did we not have a camera at the yard to gain? Yeah, true. Agree. Like, why is the only angle from, like, 10 yards behind in, you know, in, like, the mid or upper bowl? You you can see see that that photo. It was fourth down. From the camera, and the dude was short. He was short. Fourth yeah, down. I mean, Easily. Dan Capron and... By at least three yards. The whole that's, replay That's one crew. of those things where I remember people <laughs> saying, yards? like... <laughs> Wait, hold on. Was it that much? <laughs> I, remember, I remember people saying, like, just the cliche, well, they should have won it earlier in the game. They shouldn't have gotten... No, no, no. I'm no. sorry. That's not the way football works. No. That one play, they would have won. Yeah. I just hate it the right I way. I hate when people they say that. It. it drives me won. nuts when people say that. Yeah. Well, they yeah. should have well, they, they they uh, won in overtime. Well, Stafford should have drove against the Cowboys after the pe- flag was picked up and the refs blew it and Des Bryant was on the field with his helmet off screaming at the refs and no flag was thrown. And they picked up the up? pass interference. And <laughs> He's off the rails. <laughs> that off was, the rails. Yeah, that, that's another one. But John, uh, on, on our Facebook comment, he said, Matt Millen needs to apologize for his oh, draft history one. for the Detroit Lions. Wow. Amen. <laughs> So bad. I think Whoever that's a good one. Darko. And that, <laughs> that could probably move on to the the Ford family and the way they handled Matt Millen and let him linger so long because, yeah. I mean, it was a disaster. The that greatest, was really, really bad. Who drafted Darko? Who was in charge then? Oh, that was... Uh, Thomas? No, that was... What's his name? Uh, that was... Uh, Dumars? Dumars. Dumars. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Joseph The Dumars. greatest draft of all time. Cannot miss any prospect in <laughs> <laughs> Cannot the whole miss. The first round is great. It's literally the best draft. Dwayne Wade, yeah. Mello. <laughs> in, in sports history, not just... Like, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could have even gotten Chris Kamen. He was better. <laughs> right. He would have been, yes. Grand Rapids guy. 
<laughs> so yeah, I did bring oh, up the the, the so Dallas the pickup the pickup flag, but there was one other one that stuck out to me was was the refs in the the national championship game Michigan against Louisville that block that Trey Burke had that they called a foul. Oh my gosh, that was the cleanest block you would see since since Tayshawn Prince against Man. Uh, whatever Reggie, is, Miller. Reggie Miller. Reggie. Like this was th- a perfect textbook block, and they called a foul. It absolutely changed the game. Yeah, you're right. I um, totally forgot about that one. That one really drives me nuts, and it is. Yeah, that, that that's probably an example of people that are like, well, you should have worked through it, play through it. No, yeah. that was well, a one terrible shot. call, and it changed the whole dynamic of that game. Not only was it like a crucial call in the minutes, but it was like it took kind of Trey Burke out of the game because he was in trial, foul trial. It was the worst. It was a terrible call. Kyle, you're you, about to say you, something. Foul trial. You said foul trial. Foul trial. That's what it was called? Foul trial. Foul trial? One you have on here, I love the pick, and I hate it for everything it is. Yeah. Uh, Ken Holland. Yeah. Okay. I and I put that as a question mark. So you uh, you hate him for it? Listen. Like, he, he's so, thanking him. Okay. So let let me should be thanking g- him. L- let me give respect where it's due <laughs> to him. In the early days when it was our heyday, when there was nothing in our way, nothing stopping us. But in the end, holy crap, we were in Cap Howell. We were in such. We we were on bad terms with everyone. I mean, yeah. we're we're still getting rid of guys. Yeah, it, it, for where we're at right now, it's, it's he definitely deserves this apology. But Dombrowski, not that different. He had there's some heinous contracts in there. Yeah, from just well, a business well, side. So don't, don't look at just different because year. of where look, he brought them. Look at all the last like three to five years. Like it, where? Why did we do? What we did with contracts. Because we were trying to keep that streak alive. And I get <sighs> that. Like that was such an impressive streak. They wanted to hit that twenty five number so bad. Okay, look, cute. I Great. look I don't like it. I agree. Like it, it sucks. And he he has some bad contracts and also some bad no trade clauses. I think that's that's one of his biggest downfalls. But it's like you couldn't work your way out of it. Heisman's doing an unbelievable job, but that, that's a topic for another day. Yeah. Um. But uh, no, I I agree. I I put him on there as just like, I hate where we're at right now, but I also understand why we're at, and and it was why we are where we are, and it's because it was actually really really cool, really cool time in Detroit. And he in was a twenty five year playoff run. There was a lot of pressure to keep that going. So he sold the whole franchise basically to make sure that that kept going as long as it could. Yeah, for sure. And eventually that will burn you. Yep. Well, let's move on to our uh, betting hero topic of the day. Um, so usually this is when we do some picks, but obviously there's not much to to really pick, like to kind of compete. So we're taking a nice little break to be against from uh, not against each other. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I said it perfectly. Yeah. No, we know. Uh, but, Ryan, can you tell us a little bit about betting <laughs> hero before we kind of uh, get this uh, topic going? Yeah, sure. So so betting hero is a website that basically just lists out, that does, does all the work for you. It takes everything that's available in the state of Michigan or whatever state you're in at the time, and if you want to get into sports betting, it will basically deliver all of the best promo codes and signing up options that you have uh, directly to you. And it lays it out nice and easy. It's basically bulleted for you. So you choose what is right for you at the time. And for most people, it really should just be each one of them. You know, if you have uh, a deal in four different places that they'll match your your down payment or whatever, your, your uh, deposit, 
there you go. It's free money, right? You just go in, make the easy bets, make the easy money. Uh, it, it does the shopping for you. And if you use, if you go to bettinghero.com and use the promo code MIBETS, that will get you into all of the the Michigan opportunities. Basically, any Michigan opportunity, any uh, digital sports betting that you want to get into, uh, they will give you the platform to sign up to give you the best promo code. You just need to remember MIBETS, and it'll lay it out for you. Awesome. So um, I cannot forget to crown a champion. For our, our betting here. I thought, I, we, I, I thought we passed this. I, I thought I left last week. I teased it last week, and I, I, I forgot to bring it up. But Trav's, anyways, Trav's um, our Trav's final picks. week, uh, Micah went 4-2 for a 61 and 63 overall record. He did bring up the rear. Um, Kyle was <laughs> right ahead of him. He went 2-4 and four with, our, with his last week in the Super Bowl week. He went 64-60 and 60 overall. Ryan put, made a push, but he went 3-3. Three and three. 68-56 overall, and I was the champion with a four and two overall week, seventy and fifty four overall record. Let's in move on football. Um, so you guys can refer to me to whatever you want, um, as long as it's nice. Um, <laughs> Jack, okay. like King okay, Kyle CEO. really doesn't. King Sam doesn't really work, <laughs> no. but um, just jackass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, so we're going to take a little break from kind of making picks um, against each other. But uh, what we're going to try to do is give uh, Trav, everybody knows Trav that's listening to the podcast. We're going to give his pick of the week. I'm going to ha- try to come up with a nice parlay for Wednesday. So when people are listening uh, to this episode, if you're into the sports gambling, maybe jump in on here. Uh, jump on, on board with my, my, my parlay that I'm doing. And if you prove that you signed up on bettinghero.com, and you happen to lose the parlay, let me know. I'll, I'll buy you a beer for sure. But you got to prove to me that you signed up on bettinghero.com. That, Ooh, that's good the point. key. Yeah. Uh, promo code was what, Kyle? And my bets. Attaboy. And we Attaboy. will know. All right, but anyways, Trav's pick. So it's tough kind of looking ahead uh, without football. You can kind of look ahead at, at football lines. Um, but here, it's a little bit tough. But Trav, he's very confident in the under in the Michigan basketball game uh, that's coming up. Uh, he thinks that they – they were above and beyond what, what they were going to do, kind of playing out of their shoes. He thinks it's going to be a little bit of a letdown um, for them. Uh, so he, he's he's going to put his money on the under. For my Wednesday parlay, I got the Blackhawks minus one and a half against Red Wings. Uh, Monday it went into overtime. And I just I, I feel like hockey's that sport. The better team is more likely to win. And I love that one and a half because the empty netter is, is the key. Chicago's a good team. Red Wings, or Red Wings actually played really well against Chicago, and they still lost in overtime. I feel like tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, it's not going to go as well. And I, I think Chicago minus one and a half is a good way to go. Um, for me, uh, on top of that parlay, I'd put the Maple Leafs at minus one and a half. They they were up five to one against the worst Ottawa Senators, the worst team in the league, Ottawa Senators on Monday. Only before Senators came back and won six to five in overtime. Uh, the coaches and wow. players in Toronto. Toronto's locker room are too proud to let that thing happen again. They're going to win this game. They're going to win it big. I like the one and a half. If you want to get a little bit more of a payout, maybe tease it over there. Like you can, you can move that to minus two and a half. Get a little bit of a better, better payout if you want. Um, but I really like that. I think this game could be a blowout. So Maple Leafs minus one and a half is part of my parlay. Also, I mean parlays. The the key to the parlays is adding on games that you're might that that are. Not necessarily good payouts, but 
you have to get it right to, to make it a good payout. Um, so I put in the Celtics, who have lost 4 of 5, including uh, to bad Wizards and bad Pistons. Um, but the Hawks have lost 4 straight in 7 out of 8. I'm going to put the Celtics just to win. I don't like messing with a lot of the covers for when it comes to NBA because so many things can happen. Um, but I think the Celtics are going to find a way to win. They're, I think, the better team. And and that's just all you need. Um, and then on top of that, I'm going to put Tennessee to beat the five, the 14 and five Tennessee uh, Volunteers to beat the five and nine South Carolina, whatever the Gamecocks. Gamecocks. And then also uh, 17 and three USC to beat the seven and nine Arizona State. Um, so that's where I'm going with that. Uh, that is my parlay. So you got Blackhawks minus one and a half, Maple Leafs minus one and a half, Celtics to win, Tennessee to win, and USC to win. So jump on that if you want to. Jump on that. Yeah. No, that's like good it. advice. I, like I might yeah. just do that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but here we go. We got some odds. I wanted to talk really about um, some some players that are out there. You got three, I've, some biggish names in the sports world that, that are coming out um, and are, are getting moved. The biggest one is where, where we're going to start is J.J. Watt. So J.J. Watt came out and, and basically uh, – Demanded a trade, right? Is that what it was? Or he said, I'm not playing for you, so they released him? Is that, was that what happened? I think they mutually parted ways. Yeah, I mutually think he, parted he, ways. Uh, he got himself in trouble when he was talking about the locker room and the culture there. And obviously Houston's been the worst <laughs> franchise to be involved with for a little while here. Yeah. Um, but what I wanted to – I want to kind of put you guys on the spot here and see how, how close you're paying attention to the J.J. Watt sweepstakes, if you can consider that. I, I personally wouldn't even want him, even if I was ready to win. But anyways – the J.J. Watt sweepstakes. Do you guys have? I don't. I didn't really think this through very well. But what? who do you guys think are the leading odds in Vegas um, for, for getting J.J. Watt? Probably. Leading? Yeah. Probably Green Bay, Tampa Bay, and Pittsburgh. Why? Why Pittsburgh? Just because of the brothers relationship are. with him. I'm thinking more like the Browns. Like, uh, you know, they actually need another counterpart to um, – I always blank on people's names. You guys know that about me? Uh, but um, The guy that hit the head with the helmet yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah. Miles Garrett. I think <laughs> what they what they are really missing is team, teams – he is so good, he can get to the quarterback either way. But if they had another guy that could get to the quarterback other than Miles Garrett, that would really improve the Browns. I think that's just a logical fit. Where's, yeah. he, where's he from? Uh, I can't remember. JJ Watt, yeah, he played Wisconsin. college. Wisconsin, yeah, that's where he's originally from. Then or like college, what, what you, you're saying you, like, like what, what's originally like, from? Where did like where up? did he grow up? Yeah, as oh, a kid. I don't know. Can you can oh. you look that up? But he's also <laughs> no, played. I was just gonna throw like he also it, played in the state of Michigan, in, Central Kennedy, Michigan. You know. He played for Central Michigan before he played for Wisconsin. Yeah, you don't want him on the lines. No. I'm gonna say Green Bay. Yeah, the the. Um, Wait, where's it? His brother is at the Steelers. Steelers, Steelers yeah. yeah, that's the other one for me. Yeah, he's All a right. Wisconsin boy. He is from origi- originally from Wisconsin. Interesting. Born in Wisconsin. I didn't know that. Wisconsin. I mean, I know where, he, where he grew up and spent part of his childhood. Yeah, I know he's. You. I know he ate a lot of Subway, so they must have a lot of Subway back then. In, yeah, in, in Wisconsin for sure. I would. I would also say the Seattle Seahawks. That seems like a lot because they overpay for those kind of players all the time. They are uh, honestly not even on the list. And oh really? One, two, three, Man, they just. Six. They just. I, when I think of overpaying for like an older teams on the list, they're not even on it. An older guy, like they I, that would be that. the other one. Yeah, they have certainly yeah. done that. Yeah. All right, so 
Ryan, you brought up the Browns. They are leading the way at minus 150. That means you'd have to put $150 just to win 100. So that's a pretty big favorite. Wow. Um, is that what that means? Yeah. What it says minus? So then you move, yeah. So then you move on to the Packers, who are second at plus 500. <laughs> Steelers. So the lower the number, the better. Just go to bettinghero.com. Well, it's the minus and the it. plus. I don't, I don't know how to do any of it. <laughs> We're just talking about I would love bets. to explain it to you. <laughs> yeah, right. um, Steelers plus 550. Bills plus 700. Buccaneers plus 750. Ravens plus 1,000. Colts, Cowboys plus 1,400. Patriots, Rams, 49ers plus 1,600. Titans, 1,800. Dolphins, Plus two thousand. I could see the Buccaneers. You like the Buccaneers? I could see that now that you say that. Yeah, that that would make sense to me. Just with the whole, you know, Tom well, Brady getting the veterans. Well, Sha- Shaq Barrett. They're probably not going to be able to afford them. Yeah, so exactly. We're look for JJ Watt on a yep. deal. Sue and Dominican Sue. Same thing. Who knows where he's going? Yeah, mm-hmm. he could kind of feel that Sue roll. Yeah. I'm really struggling over here. Easy for you to say. I'm drinking sours. <laughs> 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 well, he has trouble with the <laughs> I gotta get that off it. That was the one I should have deleted. He sets it up over here. <laughs> <laughs> he leaves it on. It's here. like number one. <laughs> I Q just keep one. hitting that one. <laughs> All right, but we do have. Uh, we'll move quickly to the second name. Here is Andre Drummond. Uh, and we did. We were going to talk a little bit about something, but the the Draymond Green cl- clip probably not worth playing. The whole thing? Not the whole thing. Maybe just play a little bit of it. How long is it? It's 14 Two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Two and a half it. minutes. Just play, some, a, li- just play a little bit. Of, yeah, just put a little bit on there. Okay. I would like to talk about something that's really bothering me. And uh, it's the treatment of players in this league. To, to watch Andre Drummond before the game uh, sit on the sideline, then go to the back, and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him. Because when James Harden asked for a trade, but he was castrated for wanting to go to a different team, a and word. everybody <laughs> destroyed that man. He Googled it. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy, and then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, then he's a cancer, and he's not good in someone's locker room, and he's the issue. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys, we're not playing you. And yet we're to stay professional. At some point, as players, we need to be treated with the same respect and have the same rights that the team can have. Because as a player, you're the worst person right, you, in the world. You, you, you can cut it whenever situation. you want, but let's cut but it. He sounds like an idiot. No, he doesn't. Is he not the, nope. Does he not understand the way that the world works? That's the most logical argument he has. You are a worker, and people pay your bills. Who cares? If they're telling you not to work and they're still paying your bills, just do what you're told. Shut up. <laughs> I think and, and you're not the, getting the, paid ten dollars an hour. You're getting paid the <laughs> millions, millions. The and problem, millions. The problem with the Andre Dude, Drummond he's got thing leverage, is that, guys, come on. That it's in his best interests. Right. Drummond. It's in Drummond's best interest to not play. No, Drummond wants to play. That's oh, the other side yeah. of this. Yeah, Drummond, I'm not sure, really wants to play. No, no, no. That's the other side of this. Is Drummond he barely is, wanted to play when he was in Detroit. Drummond is mad that he is not playing. And now he now he has a bad attitude in the it's locker about room, of the course. Myth. Yeah. Yeah, because they're going to try to trade him and, he, and they're not playing. I don't like where the NBA is going with this. Blake Griffin's doing it. Drummond's doing it. It's the team saying, don't dress. We don't want to risk losing you. Or or getting an injury or something like that, and now we can't. Now you're no longer valuable. I don't like the precedent that this is setting. I you may not like it, but it, from a business standpoint, it just makes too much sense. Especially like Blake Griffin, even more so. But again, when a player he, doesn't do it, 
then they're then he's the worst kind of player that you can when have. A, when a player okay, does so, so when, when a player, player when a player doesn't show up to work, he gets in trouble. But when someone tells him not to show up to work, they're in trouble. Like th- that is the opposite of, of like he doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. That is the opposite of this world. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with well, you. Well, <laughs> I was just trying to play devil's advocate. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I was would, like, I was about to be like, what? Somehow this is the I opposite knew. of what was going <laughs> somehow on. Somehow I knew. The like, guy's an idiot. He's would, an idiot. He sounds like an idiot. And if you watch the video, he's literally reading from a script. He had this totally played out. Somebody handed him this script and was like, dude, this is your chance. Talk about how bad you're treated as an NBA player. The NBA is a player's league, hands down, no question. They are treated oh, way yeah. better than any other player in any other league other than quarterbacks oh, in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. Other than that, NBA players are treated like they're absolutely one out of 750,000 million people in this world. This is bull crap. And for him to come out and say this, it really drew, drove me absolutely nuts. Those, because those you are, are a worker. You're a worker. Show up to work. And then you have people that are literally out of jobs in this world, and you're going to talk about, oh, they're telling me not to come to work, and they're still paying me freaking millions of dollars? What is he trying to accomplish with these stupid comments? Well, I'm, I, I was, oh, I heard this, and I was pissed. It's like... I still am. Really? A, as if he... <laughs> it's like this man, as if he didn't know what he was getting into. Like, I could be traded. I, I, I could be... State. I could be totally benched. I, you know, like, what, what, what didn't you know about getting into... A, a game being your job and you being paid millions to do so. You also, what are you missing? You all know the rules. You all know how you this literally works. You have a your contract. You have your CBA. You have your, you know everything like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. He signed a contract. You know they, but again, the contract is that he is playing. If if he doesn't think Andre Drummond, if Andre Drummond wants to play, and the coach and the team is telling him he should not play, there to me that there is something wrong with that. I get the whole business side of it, and he they're the employer, he's the employee, so that does make sense. But at the same time, they that was a mutual contract. Mm-hmm. He was supposed. To, he is the best center on that team, even though. The problem with Andre Drummond is everybody wants him is to, he to, to be. Yeah, he is. Everybody wants him to be a twenty-five point per game guy. He's not. Stop acting like he's the third best player in the team. He's the fourth or the fifth. But he he's one of the best centers in the league. If he was just treated like he's the fourth or fifth best player in the team, I don't know. That to me, it's just like the the team. It, it's the Cavs, and it's also the trend in the NBA. Don't get anybody hurt. Yeah. Uh, I was going to do the kind of odds games for that, but I'll just kind of go through the, the list of the odds for It for is Andre weird. Drummond. You know, it, it is funny, though. We're talking about Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. They're in exactly the same situation, <laughs> both with the Pistons, and we thought we yeah. had something. like that was, <laughs> With those two? Yeah, front um, office definitely needed to change. <laughs> Rap- Raptors. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Raptors have the <laughs> Raptors have the best odds with back, plus baby. 250, Celtics 300. Uh, Hornets five hundred, Trailblazers seven hundred, Nets nine hundred. Is Celtic. is there a team that really fits Ryan that that you think fits for what Andre Drummond brings to the table, or is it he basically just what did you say? Lakers. Lakers. I mean, oh. honestly, yeah. So Lakers are down at the plus two thousand. So put a, put a hundred out. But it's also you got to fit them though. No, too. I, that, I, that's the hard part. I think it's another one of those where if. You know, like even the Celtics again. I'll bring up the Celtics because they do. They have the worst big men in the league. Yeah. But but a team like the Lakers, a team like the even the Clippers, or Dallas Taco? not listed. You don't like Taco? Dallas is actually. <laughs> I do. I, I love Taco. Dallas is actually plus thirteen hundred. 
Just oh. after the Clippers, who are plus eleven. Yeah, but oh. again, my point is when when you expect Andre Drummond to be a scoring machine, like shame on you. He's he's not. He's he is not, not Shaq. That's your problem, not his. Yeah, exactly. Like stop giving him the ball over and over in the post and expecting him to to do something for you. You know, he he could be uh, DeAndre well. Jordan, sixty to seventy percent field goal percentage guy. And if he was that, he was just getting offensive rebounds. He'd be one of the most valuable players in this league. Yeah. So uh, shame on the NBA for for not knowing who he is or what he is and putting him in a position early. to fail. Stop yeah. giving him the yeah. ball. Yeah. <laughs> right, let him get the ball. <laughs> Real quick, Blake Griffin odds uh their next his next team is going to be Miami. Miami losing is leading the way at plus don't even play trouble with snap. Don't even Oh my gosh. Uh Miami Wait, start from is the beginning. plus start from the 27. Beginning. No, I'm not even going to try again. All right, we're talking about Blake Griffin and the odds of his next team, uh, you have Miami Heat at plus two seventy five, Oklahoma City Thunder at plus three twenty five, no, Boston no Celtics plus three fifty, maybe, maybe. Uh, Charlotte maybe. Hornets plus four fifty, and then no. you got the the Lakers coming in at plus six hundred. You got a few maybe. more teams on there I with could, odds. But I could see Lakers. Which one, I know Lakers which one do you guys like for there? one of these guys? The Lakers fit I with so many of these the, big guys. What was the, they don't need him to score. Well, Boogie, yeah, Boogie yeah. Cousins though. Boogie Cousins kind of fit that role last year for the Lakers, right? He did. So he would kind of come in. I, I don't know the way the cap, like how how it all works. You'd have to move a lot. What are they willing to give up in that situation? But, I mean, Lakers seems to be a good fit for him. He'd well, love, probably love to go back to L.A. He flies to L.A. after every game. Nobody is going, in nobody's going to walk jet. in and then say to Anthony Davis and to LeBron James, like, I'm the guy. You know, he's not going to throw a fit yeah. about he not would, getting the would, ball. He would fit. He, and he, he's a good professional. He would understand his role. He's the best offensive rebounder in, in basketball. Yeah. Kyle, can you play the beer grade read, please? It is time to grade our Michigan beers for this episode, but before we do, I want to once again remind everyone of our partner, Siciliano's Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their expert staff, Siciliano's Market is the best place for that. They not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beers from across our great nation, they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Along with their great selection of craft beer. They have specialty wines, spirits, TV, ciders, coffee, that. tea, tobacco, and cigars. They also have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking <coughs> supplies in West Michigan. We love that Siciliano's Market is part of the state of my sports family and is who we visit to help us choose our Michigan beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you. Okay, so he just told... It. <laughs> he did just... Oh, look we, at the head on that. We did the, oh. uh, the read here. That Sam successfully read, but then Sam, after reading that, ran up just to the bathroom. Just took off, yeah. <laughs> He's done. Uh, He's done for the night. Too any, many beers. Does anybody want to start with their beer grid? Anybody know where they're going? Anybody? Yeah, I'll start with mine. Yeah, you want to yeah, go? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Uh want to remind everyone that I'm drinking from Right Brain Brewing CEO Stout. It's, what? what is it? They're chocolate espresso and oatmeal. Five and a half percent. It's another beer that's easy to drink. I've gotten a lot of easy-to-drink beers on this podcast the last month or so. Um, <clears throat> it's got good flavor, easy to drink. It, it kind of, I don't know. I, I, I wish there was more more punch, more more flavor. It's too I, I, easy. I, I think it's... I think it's too easy. You like stouts too, right? That's a much I better. Like yes. That's a much better beer on draft than in a can. I would say. You've had it on draft. I have. You like yeah, it on draft. Yeah, that's when I really, I really enjoyed. It. I had it actually. I had it at Applebee's like six years ago. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, so I got to try it on draft. Yeah. And that was a nice restaurant. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I thought it was. You're, you're poor. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like all of us. You're poor. You're wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna give this beer a. I'm gonna do a seven three. Seven three. Yeah. Nice. Was that the first grade? Yep. Somebody else's. Yeah, yep. no, he's first. Yeah, we uh, finished. We we talked about some other stuff. While you I figured you guys. I I was like, I was going off there. I was like, oh, I'm going. Pot. I took you, my headphones off. You, I didn't even know where the. I don't the even have the. You do understand. Every time you leave the room, we start talking trash, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go next. That's I'm gonna good. go next. Uh, I had left left fin IPA. This is the West Coast style IPA from Middle Coast Brewing Company in Traverse City, Michigan. Seven point four percent alcohol, um, and and I think I brought it up earlier, but they they wanted to take away the um, what everybody's going with the the sweeter hops, you know, and they okay. and they went more towards the bitter and more towards what like the 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 heat. Heat. Like a little spice, like really? a spicy, yeah, hop. Um, Do you know which hop that is? Their words, not mine. I wouldn't <laughs> have stumbled like that. But uh, this this is really good. I actually you really, like it? yeah, I really do. I appreciate the, well, one, like the color. It's an awesome, awesome color. And yeah. and it's super, solid. super easy to drink. And again, it's a 7.4. So that could be dangerous. It's a solid beer. Yeah. It really is. I'm going to go with a 7.7. A seven. That's a good score. Yeah. Maybe like I say that every so time. You do say that every time. You're <laughs> a very you're a good creature. That's just the way. <laughs> that's how I transition this <laughs> conversation. I don't know what else to say. Good score. <laughs> good score. <laughs> what uh, is a good score? Keweenaw Brewing Company. Point Trail Ale. This is a rye PA, right? Uh, I was worried it was going to be over malted, which as Sam knows, can sometimes give me heartburn, or as I call it, the tummy rumblers. <laughs> you got uh, tummy rumblers? The tum rums, I call them. Uh, you got tum rums? <laughs> I have no tum rums. This is good. Good. I like this beer. No tums needed. <laughs> right. Yeah, I wouldn't even right. <laughs> Point Trail L. Um, what's it? 8.0. Ooh, 8.0. 8.0. It's good. Very right. good beer. Sergeant Sam, or Sergeant Sir Sam. Sam, or Supreme Sam. Not Your supreme. sister came up with Not some president uh, and CEO king names for you. <laughs> so uh, you got three to pick from. I'm okay with Sam. You oh, okay. Call him, call He's just going to go with Sam. Um, I call you much worse. Oh, usually. I get what you're saying because I won. <laughs> because I won. What were yeah, those options? Yeah, your sister came up with three options for you. I was trying how to be nice. Not, how did he not put that together? Silversmith Sar- Sam. Sergeant Sam, Sir Sam, and Supreme Sam. Maybe Sir Sam. Ryan, no. Or so <laughs> game. Uh, what? Get that on your ears, rub it up against your beard, and not talk. Is it live? Come on, this man. This is what I'm happens at so the end when we drink that. all of this great beer. Um, I am drinking, again, the mango double. Mango double kettle. Two um, kettles. Two ke- Doubles? How do double I read double? that? Is a mango double kettle? Two times mango double kettle. Sure. From Arvon Brewing sure. Company. Uh Obviously, we love our Arvon. They have such great beer. Everybody loves um, Arvon. Yeah. Everybody that I tell about Arvon, like, honestly, I, I introduced Arvon to, to some guys at work, and they were just like, all right, we got we got to go to Arvon. We got to go to Arvon. Yeah. And then so you're going to take That's where we're going there. on, on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. yeah. We got pet, reservations. Pedal there. bike away, right, guys? That's I feel a, like it's- That's a good it's invite. Li- it's honestly, like, you, they must put something illegal in these beers because you crave it. 
Like like nicotine almost. Well, it's called alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't accuse him of something. It releases no, I dopamine. <laughs> yeah, don't quote me on that. But I have their sours. Like when I drink one of their sours, it's, I crave it for the next two or three days. You Easy. Might, you might be an alcoholic. At, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Listen, <laughs> John's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, John's yeah. At what point haven't you had a sour you liked? I honestly, yeah. Oh, I've had some from them. From Arvon, yeah. I haven't. Not from them. Yeah, no. I'm so excited to try fruit puff. Fruit puff. It came out last week. Fruit, um, what? Fruit puff. Okay. So it's like a whole lot of different. Since you're going there, probably on this company's dollar, can you? It's not going to be on this get, company's negative dollars. Can you <laughs> give us some? <laughs> They're not going to take my debt, <laughs> please, for beer. That is just that's a proven. Yeah, but can you get fact. me beer? That's the <laughs> Maybe. question. Maybe. Yeah, just answer the question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, I'm drinking the double mango, the mango double kettle sour. What's that number? This is so good. What's I that l- number what's that? Nine zero. Eight three. Oh. I was gonna say eight eight. That's good. I think it's really good. He's going I eight, never three. met an Arvon sour I didn't like. The, and I feel, and I feel like they're hurting themselves with their grades. I don't, I don't know where to go with these grades because they're all so good. And I don't know if, which one I should top. I don't you even know which one's higher. leading the way. Yeah, I mean, but I can't keep going higher because then I'm just gonna end up at like ten point seven. Yeah. Before we know it, episode hundred probably. I wouldn't so. feel right, bad, right? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, they probably deserve it. So, um, anyways, that was episode ninety four. I had a good time. Thank you guys for recording with us tonight. Really appreciate it, Kyle, Ryan, Micah. Thank you, John. Thanks for hanging out with us as well. Thank you all for listening. Thank you guys for watching on the Facebook. We'll talk to you next week at Nasuru. Subscribe. Great sponsors, the House Brewing Company and Cafe, Siciliano's Market, Mac Web Design. Also, thank you to Paradise Outlaw for allowing us to use their music for our introduction, Detroit Hustle, and for our out six feet down. <laughs>